ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. And welcome to the Omega Man Radio Network. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Today is a live show. Uh, today is Thursday, October the 21st. And, you know, our normally scheduled time is about 8 p.m. in the evenings. But, um, you know, you got to move when the Spirit leads you. And so I was led right now to do this show. And uh, I'm going to have special guest, Reverend and Prophetess Wheatus Weber, on the phone tonight, phone this afternoon. Um, she is my grandmother, so it's a great honor to finally have her on the program. And we're going to be talking about how to hear God and be led by his spirit. And I'm going to have uh, her share a testimony with you about how uh, she in the great pioneer days of the Church of God, back in the 50s, was led by the voice of God and how they got their marching orders uh, to move every day. And how uh, it's the same God that spoke to them in the 50s will speak to you and I today, and we can get our marching orders the same way for our daily lives, for our ministries. And, uh, folks, we need instructions in this hour if we're going to make it, uh, being in the last days that we're in now. So without further ado, let me get to the telephone line and get on my grandmother. Grandmother, you there with me? Yes, son, I'm sure with you. Praise God. Well, praise God. It's a, grandmother, you know, listen, we're, we're making history today. Uh, yes. It's been a dream of mine to have you and I do a show since 2005. Right. So praise God. Uh, a little bit late, but, uh, you know, God is merciful, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, he Better said late that, than ever. Uh, that's right. This, there's a timing for everything. Yes. And I praise God for that. And his timing, then we should go forth and do Amen. what he wants us to do. Right. You know, Grandmother, normally what I like to do is I like to open up a program with prayer. So would you uh, lead us in prayer for this program? Well, yes. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you, and we come on up into the throne room where the Father and Son and Holy Spirit is. We want to give you praise, Jesus, today for this opportunity. We're asking you, Lord, to touch everyone that's out there. Lord, we know that there's some special people out there, special people with special needs. We're asking you, Lord, to move in a great and in a mighty way to perform miracles, bring healing, and bring all of your beautiful blessings upon them, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as this goes forth, we're asking, Lord, that it be a great blessing to everyone out there. And Master will give you the praise and give you the honor and give you the glory in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now, Grandmother, you were called into the ministry uh, several decades ago now. Just so oh, for yeah. the people that have uh, never heard you speak before, you just yeah. had a birthday. How old are you now? I am 77 years old, 11th of October. Praise God. Now, this month. <laughs> um, I want to roll the clock back a little bit. Uh, okay. when, did you get, uh, when did you get saved and called by Jesus into the ministry? Okay, Take I got saved. Excuse me, I'm pardon, pardon me, I'm sorry. Uh, I got saved at an early age of, uh, of course, when I was real young, but then, you know, just a teenager, just drifting around, sort of got away, probably not where I should be with the Lord. And so I got probably right with the Lord after I married at 16 years old, Shannon. And at this time now, I've got I've got two babies, and a little girl about two years and nine months, and then a then a baby. Okay. 
Wow. So I started, uh, a lady across the hall from where we lived back then in the early days, won, won me to Jesus and got me on the right track to the Lord and asked me, well, if I just accept Jesus, that he'd come into my heart. And I did that. Very simple, humble way. And so then after that, I started out working for Jesus. And I ran my first revival at the age of 19 years old. I didn't even know what I was doing, really, because I had went to my mother's sister's, called her. The Lord had healed my mother of cancer prior to this, uh, probably just a few months prior to this, uh, going to this appointment. And I had called my mother's sister wanting to go and give my testimony of what Jesus had done for my mother. Mm-hmm. And after I called her, uh, Murdy said up and called others. And so by the time she got back to me, I mean, it was just all over the neighborhood wanting to hear my testimony. Well, it frightened me. I didn't... I, well, I'm just young and didn't understand. I thought, uh, Murtis, but you don't understand, honey. I'm not a minister, and uh, I'm not a preacher, so I just wanted to tell everyone what Jesus had done for my mother. And so she said, but you just come on down. And then she got the pastor to talk to me, and he said, Ms. Weber, we're going to have to go to the little church uh, and let everybody in the church just to hear your testimony. I said, but now, brother, you don't understand again. I'm not a minister, and I'm not I'm not a preacher. So I can't do this. But anyway, he said, but would you just come and just give your testimony then? He made it very easy for me. And I went on down with uh, my mother's sister and my babies and went down there to give my testimony that night. I'll never forget it. And people just kept coming in and kept coming in. So I gave my testimony of what the Lord had done for my mother and how he had healed her of cancer. So when the service was over with that night at Shannon, it was just so beautiful and unique. So then the pastor got up and said, how many would you all like to have this lady to come down here and run us a revival? Well, that, listen, I felt like I was going to faint or fall out. I thought, I can't handle all of this, you know. And so anyway, uh, I said, Brother Lumley, I've never done nothing like this. He said, well, would you just, he made it easy again. Would you just come back and whatever the Lord tells you to say, yes. whatever scripture he gives you, could you not just do that? Well, wait a minute. He made it so easy to, then I, I was afraid not to obey the Lord, really, because of what the Master had done so much for me, saved me, and healed my mother of cancer. Hey, I better be careful, you know, what I do anyway. So I agreed and went back and ran that revival, and two precious elderly people came to Jesus, because I've got a loud voice, and don't know what to do with it, but it's there. God gave it to me at a young age, and his uh, Brother Weber, my husband's uh, grandmother, got in there, and she wanted what we had, she said. She didn't know what it was, but I want what you've got. And during that revival, she came to the altar, 80-something years old, and got saved and filled with, with the Holy Spirit, and God just moved and blessed her. She lived to be in her 90s, before she went on to be with Jesus. And then the pastor's father, who was not a Christian, he came to the altars in his 70s. He got right with Jesus. So he said, Sister Weber, if nothing else happened in this revival, two precious people got where they needed to be with Jesus before they'd go home to be with him. Amen. So he said, now you obey the Lord. So anyway, that was the start of it, uh, Shannon, in our uh, young ministry. So we left, of course, naturally went back home, and you take care of your family and you name it. So we just kept tearing and praying and, and, and going to the hospitals I did and praying for the sick people and going in the homes and praying for people and doing whatever I could for Jesus. 
So one day I was tearing and praying in the little apartment we lived in, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I always would pray when the children would be asleep because I, you know, didn't need anything to sort of disturb me, and then I fixed it where they'd be safe, you know. So while I was praying early that morning, I'd gotten Brother Weber up and, and uh, got him off to work. And so here I was tearing and praying, and all of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord got to moving on me and, and told me to go to India. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, something's wrong here. Something's <laughs> not right. And so that frightened me. It really frightened me. So real quick, like here, I up and, and uh, jumped up and, and hit it onto the living room because I thought it was the enemy trying to trick me or, or do something that I didn't understand or, or didn't want him around me. So I hit it to the living room, fell back down on my knees again, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, your first stop will be in Texas. First stop be in Texas, he said. I thought, oh, my, my. So then he got to talking to him, and then I called Brother Weber's brother, who was called into the ministry at that time, and told him, finally got a, a chance to talk to him. He was tearing and praying, too, and I didn't know he was over there tearing and praying. So he needed a word that the Lord had spoke to me, to him, and that's what got us started in the ministry and, and going to Texas. So we did, cut it short, sold everything we had down to our clothes and you name it, and our cars, and packed our cars full, put my two babies in it, his brother and his wife had no children, and my brother, and we left and headed off to the we, to the mission fields, which Texas still is a mission field. So that's where we started our first ministry and got out there and got to running a revival. And from well, there, now let, me, uh, let me stop you there because I want to yeah, get to ahead. some of the good parts. Yeah, um, go you all had the burden to uh, go to Texas, but uh, how did you know where to go? Uh, you, you said, okay. God, I will obey you, and we will we will sell what we have, and we'll go into full-time ministry. But, right. um, you know, Texas is a big place. Where, what was yeah. the next move? Okay. Uh, before we left, the Lord told us, we, of course, we did a lot of charity and praying. But we charity and prayed for seven weeks at Shannon. Wow. Because we, did, we couldn't afford to miss Jesus, you know. You don't miss him when God's got a calling on you, and he's, he's yeah. beginning to put you on the road. You better get your directions from God. That's right. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And what it, what happened while we were tearing and praying, and our last night or two we were praying, we went on out there to the church late at night tearing and praying, and the Spirit of the Lord got to moving and got to talking to all of us. And uh, the Spirit of the Lord lifted me up, Shannon. I'd never maybe felt a whole lot of this at the time, some a little prior to this. And I thought, well, the Lord's lifting me up. Maybe he's just going to take me home. I thought I won't have to go nowhere and do any of it, you know. So at the time I was lifted up in the spirit, and the Lord used my voice, Shannon, to call everybody out. And it, and it sounded like the voice of God almost. And everybody answered, and, and he asked them, you know, that they must obey him is when he started calling them. And then I heard him call me, and, and, of course, naturally I said, yes, Lord. And then he brought me back down. He wouldn't let me stay. That was the first time I'd ever really been lifted up like that in the spirit of the Lord. But anyway, after we got back down, Brother Weber's brother, who was called in the ministry at the same Uncle time. Uncle Johnny, right? Yeah, Uncle Johnny, that's right. Yes. And so uh, John F. Weber, right? So he was called, and he was out there tearing and praying with us at the time, too. So he began to cry out to the Lord, you know, and the Lord spoke to him about going and, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and the Lord you, you take the pause any time you need to, to get a drink of water. It's not a problem. Okay. So anyway... uh let me go back just a tad in here. 
the Lord we spoke got, to us while we, we were got plenty of time, praying. by the way. So just take your time. Okay, that uh, that we would. Well, I, I said, Lord, we don't know what route to take. And if I'm not being mistaken, that route is 85 from here to Texas. And uh, and we thought, well, Lord, He said, well, go get you a map. And that's the first United States map I guess we'd ever had in our hands. So we went and got the United States map and got to looking. And that route, uh, it's either 80, 85, I think it's 85. I'm not positive. I need I miss that every time. But it takes you straight in to Dallas, Texas. Straight into Dallas, Texas is where it takes you. So we, you know, sold everything, got our children ready and packed everything we could in our in our cars, like if we had to get in in a motel, I mean, a, a little old apartment or whatever, and fixed everything so they could sleep behind mine and Brother Weber's car, and then John and Sue packed their car. So two cars left, two carloads left, and headed off to Dallas, Texas. That's where we left, wound up at. Using so a direction that, time, that uh, God had given you when you when you prayed and sought him for your next step, correct? Right. That's, and he gave you an interstate direction. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's he pretty sure powerful. Of course, uh, you didn't know what city you were going to land at. He just said, uh, get on this interstate and start That's driving, right. right? That's right. And so uh, I know Johnny was praying at the same time. He was with yeah, the Air Force. Yeah, they were in their car praying the same way. And uh, he he needed to uh, sell his household goods and all that to happen. And lo and behold, he had a miracle and sold everything he had. And uh, y'all were ready to go at that point, right? Right. In fact, he was. Um, I had sold mine first, Shannon. You know, mine went first. Of course, my poor husband, Brian Weber, didn't like to kill him, but he he feared God. He didn't want to miss God. And so that his brother Johnny was downtown, had not sold his on a Saturday, and mine was gone by 12 o'clock. And we had to be, in fact, the Lord spoke to us, we had to be out of Macon, Georgia, by Sunday night midnight. And that was some of our prayer that we'd been waiting on. Sunday night midnight, no sooner or later, we had to get out of uh, Macon, Georgia, by midnight. Wow! And hit that hit that route that he gave us uh, to hit it off to Texas. It's amazing. He just let us step at a time, you know, like as we'd tear and pray, he'd, he'd give us more uh, directions, you know. And so after that happened, Johnny was downtown trying to get his furniture sold, and he had been into several of the furniture places, and you know they wouldn't buy. It. And Johnny just happened to be walking him down the streets real upset, not knowing what to do. And this man came out of the uh, furniture place and called him inside of his, uh, in fact, he's fixing to close it up. It was on a Saturday evening, real late. And uh, Johnny went inside and got talking to him, and he said, Sir, didn't you want your furniture bought? He said, Yes, I did. And he said, What do you want for it? And the man had never saw it before, like sight unseen, really. And uh, the... Johnny told him what all he had and was selling. And I think he gave Johnny, I don't know what was, three or four hundred and something dollars, really, at that time. I was big money back then. And uh, he called him back then and said, let me see if I got it back here in my safe or I'll give you a check. Johnny said, uh-uh, uh, uh, we can't have a check. We're fixing to pull out of here tonight and fixing to hit the road traveling. So he said, I can't use a check. So he went back there where he said, let me go look in my safe and look. And there was just the right amount of money in that safe. Wow. And he handed Johnny his money. <laughs> so we had another miracle. So little old Johnny got on the phone because he knew I was walking the floor waiting for a miracle. We couldn't move till he got his ready to go, you know, because I had mine was gone. And uh, so Johnny got on his phone and called me. 
and said, Witties, we've had a miracle. My furniture's sold. So he went back because he was packed up, ready to go to. And the man, he gave the man the key to, you know, to get the furniture after we was gone. So uh, Sunday night, midnight, we headed off out to Texas on our long trip we'd never been on in our lives. <laughs> never been on that route in our lives. <clears throat> and so it was really beautiful. But we now, would stop all along the way and tear and play, Shannon. Yes. Now, before you go further, I just want to uh, <laughs> tell people tuning in, you're listening to a live program. I've got my grandmother, Weedis Weber, who's a reverend and a prophetess, on sharing uh, some of the pioneer stories of the early days. Now, grandmother, uh, just so we can kind of put a, time, uh, uh, yes. a date on this, uh, was this what year was this that uh, y'all were making your move into ministry? Okay. Early it would 50s? have had to be, let's see. Shannon, it would have had to be, let's see. In 53, I believe that was 53. Around 1953. About 1953, yes. Wow, praise God. Yeah, that's so a long time. <laughs> About 50 God had years called ago. you into the ministry. Uh, you preached right. your first revival at the age of 19. Right, right. And, uh, of course, at that time, Granddad was not saved. But uh, um, He got, no, he got, pardon me, he got saved, but he was not in the ministry. Okay. He was he just riding along with us, you know? Yes. Right. And you had you had received this calling to go preach. Uh right. you had seen your mother, which is my grandmother Mead, great grandmother right. Mead, uh healed of cancer. Right. And uh, so you you sold out to Jesus Christ, which you know, that's a term a lot of people don't understand today, selling yeah. out. That's part of my testimony in, in a book that I should have done written that how I sold out to the Lord in those seven weeks of tearing and praying. Yes. The Lord lifted me up then in the spirit I thought I was gone. And took me up there to the throne room and, and set me right down in front of him. Of course, I knelt down in front of the Father. A lot of people may not want to believe this, Shannon, but I, I didn't ask for it. I didn't know the Father was going to do that. You were literally the caught fa- up in the Father Spirit. Father talked to me. Amen. Like the Apostle Paul was, lifted right. up in the Spirit, right up into the That's throne it. room of grace. That's right. And um, what did you see when you were taken into heaven? Okay, when, I, when he lifted me up, all I saw at that time, Shannon, excuse me, was the Heavenly Father. Now, they can say you won't never see the Heavenly Father. That scripture, they better re-study that scripture and find out that many of them did see the Father. Our preachers will take one little scripture, Shannon, and they and they preach on it, but they don't do any other studying and find out what the Bible really is made up of. Uh, we better preach what thus says the Word of God. Amen. But when I got up there to the Father, he, I, naturally I'm on my knees. You You would do that. And uh, I just knelt down in front of the fathers where he put me after he got me up there. Then he started talking to me. And he started talking to me and told me that I must sell out to him. And Shannon, he said if I would sell out to him and give my all to him, he would never let my husband or children perish. Praise God. As long as I live. That was a promise. He said, I'll give to you if you'll serve me the balance of your days. Amen. Now, that was not too easy at the time, Shannon. I mean, that, that's a real sellout, okay? Yes. But there's no money, there's no money in 50, nearly 55 years of serving Jesus and the miracles that I could tell, which would have to be a book, okay, or many chapters. Yes. Of what the Master has done for us down through those 55 years. It's been Amen. one miracle after another, and, and how God's performed miracles. So Jesus said he'd never leave nor forsake us, that he'd walk every step of the way with us. 
So when Jesus had me to sell out, I didn't leave the throne till I agreed with him because I, he, he was letting me know I was going to go back. Now, that's a terrible feeling. I've had this about three times in my life. You've got to go back. Yes, ma'am. Well, I knew I'd been down on planet Earth. I'd been down here somewhere and take you up to the throne room and the Father talked to you. You would think Jesus would do it or the Holy Spirit. But you see, the Father is the great judge. God, he says, I'm a God of thunder, and I'm a voice of many waters. So when the Father does the talking, he can't go no further. It can go through the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and when it gets to the Father, that's it. Well, you know, so, I, we're, I've got uh, so many uh, things to talk about. We're going to break this into like 100 shows. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah I believe to, we might would have to. Cover it all. So <laughs> right. you made a, uh, you made a commitment to the Lord. Right. Uh, to sell out, and you're back in uh, Macon, Georgia. God has uh, given you a word. You must right. hit the road, heading for That's Texas. Right. That's um, right. By sundown midnight. That's right. I mean, excuse me, by uh, Sunday midnight, no sooner, no That's later. Right. That's right. And uh, God opens the doors for you all to have the finances to uh, to hit the road. So now all he's given you at that point is just a interstate direction. That's all. Hasn't given you a city yet, has he? Uh, not until we got to Dallas, Texas. Because you notice he said your first stop, after we got to go in and did our train, he said your first stop will be in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay, so now you're on the road, and right. you're headed towards Dallas. What happens Dallas, next? Texas, that's right. And when we got there, we found a little church and went inside so we could tear and pray again. Okay. Because we, we needed an answer, because we'd gotten where he told us to go. So when we got there, we went in there and fell on the altar. There wasn't nobody else in there with us. And we started tearing and praying again. And that's when your Uncle Johnny spelled out uh, McCurry, Texas. He started speaking uh, tongues, didn't he? Yeah, he started speaking in tongues. And then after that, then he kept saying, really it's strange, he kept saying, C-U-R-R-Y. C-U-R-R-Y. just kept repeating it. So his wife felt, I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak to some of these others that are going with us, I, I just got where I thought, Lord, I'm not going to answer no more. <laughs> he's about ready to whip me, but I, I figured he, <laughs> that he's going to speak to some of them, Shannon. And he did. Then he spoke to uh, Brother Weber's wife, Sula, and she said something about a minute book. Well, we do have a minute book in our in our denomination, which is uh, a minute book tells you where all the states and the churches are. And she went up there and found it on the pastor's study. So she got to looking under the C-U-R-R-Y. And it is so amazing, Shannon, right quick. She came back and brought it to me, and she said, Wheaties, I found a little city which is north of Dallas. Now, notice this. North of Dallas called McCrory, Texas, a capital C-U-R-R-Y. Wow. And so we got it and went back outside to the church, and Brother Weber uh, was sitting out there with our children, you know, babies. And he had that big old mouth open, sitting on the on the steering wheel, and he said, his faith was beginning to build, bless his heart. <laughs> he, he just felt like we took him on a real short enough journey, you know. And so he said, what did you guys find? Well, right there, just really encouraged us. I said, Sybil, we found this little city called McCurry, Texas. It's straight up north of Paris, Texas, and on out to a little place, called Bogota there, and the little old place that he called is a little old stop in the road 
out of where we ran our first revival. Okay, so um, the Lord has given you an interstate direction. Right. You uh, you walk out in faith. You hit the road, and uh, you get to uh, Dallas. Right. Uh, y'all are praying. You'll you'll find a, a church there, just right. the house of God. Uh, right. You go in there and start praying. Right. You get a, a message from the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, spells out the, the city you'd go to next, which is Curry, Texas. Right. And right. Uh, you arrive in Curry, Texas. Now, is that the is that the fateful day where you uh, knocked on a, uh, a minister of God's door? Right. In fact, we got there. Excuse me. She lived out at the edge of uh, Paris, Texas, they call it, the city there. That's yep. the largest city right in there. And she lived about 19 miles from the Oklahoma line. Now, who was this lady that y'all were going to meet? This was a, a Sister Key. She pastored a little church there in Bogota where we was going to run our revival. Okay. And, uh, you know, many today are attacking the women of God, saying that uh, they can't pastor. Well, folks, Oh, honey, I know. I know. You know, that's a lie of the pit of hell. Uh, oh, I know sure my is. grandmother and grandfather were commissioned to do the work of the Lord, and the story that's she's right. about to tell you right. um, would not have happened if it were not for Pastor Sister Key. That's right. Way back in the 50s. So uh, how right. did you know about Sister Key? <laughs> well, we got there. We got there trying to, uh, uh, we ran into an elderly cop there in the little city where we ran the revival. Yes. And uh, I asked him, uh, where was the pastor to the little church where we went? And he said, uh, she lives over up above Paris into the little side of the road up there going into Oklahoma, he said, but she was not all the way into Oklahoma, and her, he said her name is uh, Sister Kia, we know her last name, but I can't think of her first name, and she was a little full-blooded Indian woman Yes. who was a pastor of one of our churches out there Okay. back in the early days, and we drove up there, the two cars, and her two daughter-in-laws was out there hanging up clothes, the old-timey way like we did back then, on the clothesline. And they asked, who were we? And so we told them, you know, we were so-and-so, and that's dangerous to do that. But we had to do what the Lord told us to do. So they said they'd go check with their mother-in-law and have her to come to the door. And she come to the door and met us. And she said, would you children come in? Because we were children, you know. And uh, we went into her living room, and she said, right off. She said, can we pray? Well, hey. That's the best thing to do. Amen. We don't know who these people are, you know. So we got on our knees, Shannon, and uh, started praying with her, you know. And the Spirit of the Lord got to moving. Praise God, and the Spirit of the Lord got to moving. And I gave one uh, message out in, in a heavenly language, you know, or in other tongues, whatever. And uh, she took and interpreted it. The Spirit of the Lord would hit her like, almost like a fire. It would just... She would just rumble like almost under the spirit of the Lord, the anointing. And she said, these are my children. They are in the center of my will. And I don't know, just on and on, you know, wow. some, of the, some of the revelation of it was. So then she would slow down. And a few minutes, Brother Weber's Brother Johnny, he'd up and give a message out. And boy, she would interpretate that, Shannon. And it was so beautiful. And Brother Weber said that's where he got my husband got his deliverance from a headache that he'd been carrying because he was under so much pressure. Well, he said after that happened, 
He said his headache left him. He never had any more headaches. Well, now, Grandmother, you know, that's a, that's part of his story. I didn't even know. Uh, so here we yeah. have, y'all were probably, what, 20, 21 at the time? Uh, well, no, we were about 23 and 24. Okay, 23, 24. You'd been saved just yeah. a few years. Had preached yeah. your first revival at age 19. Right. And right. Uh, God calls you into ministry, gives you right. a interstate direction. Right. You'll get to your first stopping point. Say, God, we, we obeyed you. Now we're here in Dallas. What's next? Dallas, Texas, right. All four of you got to praying. The Lord right. delivered a message to the Holy Spirit and said, go to Curry, Texas. That's right. You end up in Curry, Texas. And uh, you make contact uh, with a lady right. there, Sister Key, yes. who was uh, a full-blooded Indian woman. That's um, right. Pastoring a local church there. Now, she didn't know you from Adam when you called her. No, we didn't. No, we never saw one another. But uh, she was being she wanted to be led by the Lord, so she invited That's you right. over. And before y'all even got to talking, she said, "Let's pray." That's it. That's the first thing she said. Then the fire of God hits. Um, That's right. The Lord gives her a confirmation that uh, you have been sent there. Right. Absolutely. And um, Granddad even got a deliverance that day from a migraine. Ooh, his, wow, ooh, honey. <laughs> What is so beautiful too? She took us into her house and gave us somewhere to sleep inside of her crude-looking old-timey house. But Lord, we were so proud it was clean. And and Shannon, they eat those pinto beans and and French fries every meal. Yes, ma'am. And they fed us. They they cooked big four-quart pots of pinto beans. That's the Texas food. And honey, we had praise God. That night we had pinto beans and French fried potatoes. <laughs> that was good, Shannon. Amen. You're making we didn't me hungry have a right whole now. Lot of money because we took time to everything we did, you know. Um, we've got people tuning in right now, grandmother, all the way okay. from uh, England. I want to say hello to my friend Marcus. Okay. Uh, that's tuning in from London, England. We've got uh, Melody from up uh, upstate uh, Long Island. Hello to you, and uh, well, we got yeah. some other guests out there, Elijah Fire and. Uh, so far, we've got a lot of people starting to tune in, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening on the MP3. Well, um, praise God. Amen. So back to uh, you're at Sister Key's house, who's a pastor right. local church. Now, once God had confirmed that y'all were sent, right. um, what happened next? What did she do? Okay, she she took us into her church, into her home, and fed us, and gave us a revival. And Brother okay, Johnny oh, would preach one night, left preach out. one night. One detail. Uh, before you met Sister Key, okay. um, y'all had actually met with, um, like, one of these uh, local overseers, and oh, he yes. said, who That's... are you? And Yeah, pardon me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he found out we were there. Okay. And he got a little upset about it. Okay, so when when y'all arrived there first, before you met with Sister Key, y'all had actually made contact with um, uh, one of the, the headquarters out there. Now, was this with the Church of God? Yeah, but we had not contacted anybody. Okay. This was all a miracle. Everything was a miracle. And uh, y'all went into his office, and now y'all weren't credentialed ministers. All y'all had was oh, just no. a baptismal certificate. No, uh, Brother John, yeah, we had, our, we had our baptismal certificate at the church. Yes. I went and had all my children take shots to go to India. Yep. I had uh, my marriage license. I had everything that had a certificate uh, that you care with you. To prove who you are? Yes, ma'am. I had all of it in an envelope. Because the Lord told me to do that before I ever left. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this detail is y'all had went to some seminary, and 
uh, had to be ordained by man's system, you were actually called by the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit did ours. Amen. Just like the Apostle Paul, right? he called uh, Jesus Christ, met Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, called there him into the go. ministry. There you go. Uh, he didn't even meet the disciples four years later. After um, right. But the Holy Spirit schooled him, and so y'all went to the school of the Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely. That We were trained. Uh, Shannon, there was one time in my way back when we were doing the charity and praying that I said, Mass, we're back when I ran my first revival. I, you know, I talking to the Lord every day and at night. I said, Master, wait a minute. Me? Me, Lord, not me. I have not been to uh, college. I've not been to Bible school or any of that, except just being in the church, you know. Yes. Going to church and, and going to Sunday school and, and working in the hospital. But I did all that still on my own. You see, so God I, doesn't... I'm sorry, go ahead. I questioned the Father, okay. the Son, and Holy Spirit. And... Uh, and the Father spoke to me himself. He said, I'd rather train those I call forth. Wow. So that's that's what happened. He said, I had a chance to train you. Well, like from a baby up, he trained yes. me. Amen. And put me on the road to train me, too. Praise God. <laughs> you see, Grandmother, you didn't, you didn't get uh, corrupted by the organizations of men. No. Uh -huh. uh, you were trained by the Holy Spirit of God, and That's God right. looks That's at people's hearts. It's not about your degree. That's right. You know, someone could go to seminary school and come out, and they could say, hey, I want to be a pastor. Well, mm -hmm. folks, if God has not called you to pastor, then don't become a pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, he hasn't called everybody, and I would say most of the ones that are behind the pulpits now haven't even been called, grandmother. But anyway, back to the story here. Um, you'll, you'll end up down there with nothing but... Um, a baptismal certificate, That's but right. God mm -hmm. knew all about it because he was orchestrating these events that were going to occur. Sure and you end up at Sister Key's house. She prays, gets a confirmation right. from the Lord, and then right. she says, I want to give you uh, some revivals to run. Is that what That's happened? That's right. That's what she did. So pick back up there. What happened next? Okay, and after that, uh, uh, Shannon, what is so beautiful is that uh, after we finished the revival, then we rented a little old house down by the railroad track, and it was enough room for Johnny and his wife and Brother Weber and I and my babies. And so while we were there at that little old house, uh, spending a night or two, tearing and playing, we're back on 24-hour prayer chains. Praise God, that's what we did. 24-hour... Yes, in the name of Praise Jesus. God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. And that's the way he guided us, Shannon. We tared and prayed. Went on 24-hour prayer change. We prayed all day and all night. We wanted pray and go tap the other one on the back, and they'd go tear and pray, okay? So that's the way we did. And it was just so beautiful. And then it was just a few days while we were there. It wasn't even a week, probably three or four days. Uh, this year, district overseer who was trying to make it hard on us, Yes. He he goes and calls the state overseer. Uh oh. And tells the state overseer about us being in town. Yes. Okay. So when he does, it excites uh, Brother J.D. Bright. I will <laughs> never forget it. <laughs> he got so excited, Shannon. He called and got in contact with Sister Key, the lady that brought us in her home. Yes. And, and said, look, can any of those children get here to the state office that was in Weatherford, Texas. 
they had to go back to Weatherford, Texas, from where we were at, which is not too far, maybe over 100-something miles, because we were straight north, you know. Yeah. And they go back to Weatherford, Texas, and go in there, and he had a church, a little church for me, and had a a, a mission like for John and his wife. And he asked us, would we, would we take the churches? Well, we took, he sent me to the church there in Huntsville because I had two babies, okay? Three babies at the time. A lot of mothers may not know it out there, but I wound up with a little girl about four and a half and a little boy two and a half, and I had a six-month-old baby. I thought to myself, man, damn Lord, what in the world's going on? But see, the Lord's got a way of training you, and mothers, God will take care of you, and he's got a way of you teaching and training your children without any problem. Amen. I mean, I mean, it's beautiful. But anyway, uh, so you went from we... a revival to um, God opens the door, and y'all mm-hmm. get appointments. Now, you and Grindad were appointed to take one church, and Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sula, um, they were sent down to another city. Is that right? Yeah, they were sent to Lufkin, Texas. Okay. And they were sent to Lufkin, and we were sent to Huntsville, where the state penitentiary is, and in, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Now, let me ask you a question. When you got mm-hmm. your first appointment in the ministry to pass uh-huh. this church, um, when you arrived, they probably had a big parsonage, and uh, you had a private Learjet. And, oh, uh, no! And a $100,000 a year salary, is that right? No, I'm afraid not, sugar. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was an old wood church, Shannon, old-timey wood church, and they had, you know how you try to have a little old choir inside the church? Yes. You know, a little step up and got your little choir. Well, the other pastor that was there, which was, it was very poor, uh, he left because it got down about four, five, or six members, and which was sad if you got to thinking about it. And he took some sheetrock and closed off the choir, and you'd come through the back door, and there was two little rooms on the back there where I cooked and put one bed, and then the other two children slept on another little bed, a mattress, with stone blocks underneath it. Wow. See, when the, when the Lord called me and told me I was going to India to the mission field, honey, he put me in the mission field. Amen. And y'all were living right behind uh, the choir area. The choir and the church, uh-huh. Yes. And we had to go outside to uh, get our water in a bucket from from a faucet. And then we had to go have, and it's going to be plain about it, we had an outside toilet. Oh, my goodness. Y'all had an outhouse. Outhouse, I'm telling God you. God have mercy. We had no bathroom. Oh, now, son, oh, um, Lord, could I tell some things. Oh, mercy. But how, many people, how many people did you all have there? About 10,000 show up on Sunday? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Grand- <laughs> there were six church members at the time left, and this is strange, uh, uh, Radio Land out there, precious saints of God out there. Uh, Brother Weber, my husband, we happened to have a car. They didn't have one. He had to go pick up our sheep to bring them to church. Wow. He sure did. And we didn't know how long, you know, that would last with money and blah, blah, blah. But it was amazing, Shannon. Every step of the way, he led us. He gave us food to eat by one man. Another man let me wash my clothes and gave me my money back to me. Uh, 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 it was just one miracle after another, son. And he told us that he'd never leave nor forsake us. Amen. That he'd walk every step of the way with us. And Jesus did exactly that. He never left us. He so walked right with us. And all, uh, one you, miracle after another is what it was. 
Y'all have followed the Lord all the way to Texas. You're out there near right. Huntsville. And right. um, y'all have started uh, pastoring a church. Now, this wouldn't be the last church that y'all pastored. Um, God took y'all on to Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, we came back. Uh, no, came back to Edmund Chapel Church of God. It's amazing. I did not thought about it, Shannon. Right where I ran my first revival. Really? Sure did. Back to Lyons, Georgia. Okay. And it's a little a church out in the country, down by a creek. And we left Texas, and Sister Ella Ross was a pastor. We came back there, and she wanted Brother Weber to pastor the church. And that, by that time, see, Brother Weber was pastoring by then. And uh, he finally obeyed the Lord, let's put it that way. Brother, my, my husband did. So you all went into full-time ministry, uh, right. come back to Georgia. Right. Um, you ended up... Um, at that point in time, how did y'all get to Warner Robins from Edmonds Chapel? Okay. We went to Edmonds Chapel Church of God and built a parsonage there, okay? Okay. We did build a small, nice, clean, new parsonage and pastored there for four years. And then the Lord called us into the place in uh, uh, Macon, Georgia, through some friends of ours that had heard Brother Weber preach. And they wondered if we would come there and start a church. So we went to Macon, Georgia, Shannon, and they had barracks buildings. If anybody knows anything about the Army barracks buildings, they took a big old barracks building and started a mission in it. And we started off with 25 sheep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 25 sheep is what we started with. And we stayed in the barracks building, and then we moved into an old-timey house back then, you know. And, of course, the church paid the rent. We'll get into that how God took care of all of that, because we didn't have any money. Brother Weber at the time was not. He finally got where the Lord opened the door, and, and he didn't have to work. He pastored, okay? So the Lord supplied our need. It, it may have not been a lot of money, but he supplied our need. He didn't say he'd supply uh, anything except our need and not our wants. So the Lord took care of that, and then right behind that, we went and built that church there in Warren Robins. The sheep did. Yes. Built that big, nice church and a beautiful tri-level parsonage. So we have lived in some real nice places, but it was not rich, but it was it was beautiful to me, you know. So God kept um, putting you into churches. Uh, you went to Warner Robins, pastored right. there, built a church, a uh, parsonage there. Uh, right. now, did you build the church there, too, in Warner Robins? Yeah, we built that church there, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, you all pastored there for how many years? Uh, let's see, uh, 10 years. Okay, you were there 10 years. and uh, 10 years, right. Mm -hmm. Of course, during that time, I came along. I was born there in 1969, That's folks. That's right. And, you uh, about two and a half years old. And we're going to share on another testimony, another show your testimony about uh, Uncle Dwight, okay. who went on to be with the Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a whole show in and of itself. But let me advance oh, yeah. from Warner Robins to God Calls You to Southside Church of God in Atlanta, Georgia. All right, we leave from Warren Robins, and we come to Atlanta, and we pastor here for eight eight years and about four months, and then the Lord called us into the mission fields. So we finally left uh, and went to Trinidad and lived there. Had a four-year term, of course, we didn't get to stay that long. As the general overseer of Trinidad for the Church of God International. That's right. Um, so that's where I want to pick up the story. You all have come to Southside Church of God, Atlanta. Right. Uh, this is back probably, what, about 1973, 74? Mm, almost 80. 
1980, 1980 or 81, we, we left and went to Trinidad. No, we right. came back from Trinidad. That's 81. Right. That's right. So, yeah, 1980. Um, you, over the years, uh, you had a burden for missions, did you not? Oh, honey. Ooh, did I have a burden? Oh, Let's talk about I your burden get away for from it. permissions. Uh, you had a burden originally to go to India. Start start with that, that and then let's that talk was about the first, it. first, yes, yes. I'm getting, and your mother, I'm getting just a little bit of uh, feedback. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a five-minute break. Sure. And I'm going to uh, hang up and dial you back and see if I can get a clearer connection. Is that okay? Well, that'll be fine, sweet. Okay, so just take a break, and I'll call you back in just a moment. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and uh, I'm getting some hum on the phone. Maybe it's actually at my side. That's strange. I bind that foul spirit of Boise trying to attack this broadcast in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you're tuning in right now, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live program. I've got a special guest on today, my grandmother, Weta Weber. And uh, I'm so excited to have her on. You know, I've been telling my grandmother for since 2005 we're going to do a show. So uh, today's... Uh, a monumental day for me because she has such an anointing, folks. Uh, I can, I don't even know where to begin. Um, for the last many years, uh, I've gotten many of my directions from the Lord through my grandmother. She'll call me up in the wee hours of the morning, wake me up 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning. And I've seen uh, prophecies she's given me come to pass. And I've seen God move. And uh, I praise God for a 78-year-old grandmother. Now, my grandfather's 79 that obeyed the Lord back in the 50s. And, uh, you know, they served the Lord their whole lives, folks, and they're not millionaires, okay? Uh, they don't have a big home at Dana Point out in California or have three Learjets parked down at the airport. They live in a mobile home. But I'm going to tell you something. When they get to heaven, they're going to be generals in the millennium, multimillionaires in heaven, mark my words, because they gave all to Jesus Christ. And uh, as she's going to share in this next segment, uh, they have never been forsaken. They've never begged for bread. God has always met their needs, and he's given them their dreams, which we're going to be talking about in a moment, uh, missions, and uh, the burden for missions that she had. And I believe even now in 2010, just as God gave uh, David the word that they were going to build the, uh, the temple of God, it wasn't David who actually built it. It was his son, Solomon. And um, God is going to keep his word to my grandmother. And uh, work is going to be done in India. Uh, it's even being done right now. Uh, I've got some announcements to make uh, where I've been invited to go back to Haiti. Uh, this coming month, uh, I was there in 87. My grandparents in the early days went over there and they built uh, church parsonages, supported Haiti. Um Missions in Trinidad, and, you know, this is a long legacy of uh, worldwide missions, folks. I'm really excited for what God's getting ready to do. I'm going back in. I haven't, again, been there since 87. We'll be going into Haiti. We'll be meeting with Tony McCreary down there. Uh, we're going to India, and this is just the beginning. And we're going to be taking evangelism, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to be taking deliverance, setting the captives free of demons in Jesus' name, and miracle healing to the masses through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so this gets me excited. Um, to hear how people in the old days could be led by God. And God would just give them a, an interstate direction. And, you know, uh, there's a lesson for us today, and that's why uh, this program is so timely. 
we're going into some uncharted territory here, folks. The last days. Nobody knows what's going on uh, in the governments of the world. It's all in chaos right now. But uh, there's a lesson to be learned here, and that is that if we will trust God, God already knows the beginning from the end. He can guide us step by step if we will put our faith and trust in Him, and He will give us the resources, the directions, the instructions of what we need to do to accomplish His will if we're willing to be obedient. So now I've got some hum here. I'm going to disconnect, and uh, I'm going to be right back. So if you lose me, what you need to do, folks, is just go ahead and um, hit Control F5 and refresh. Uh, stand by while I try to reboot, reboot uh, my signal. Stand by. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. Images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein. For I have given you the land to possess it. Omega Man Radio is declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons. In Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. Okay, and we're back. And you know what? I've still got some hum on my end, so it's a hardware issue here. But I'm going to forge forward. And if you would like prayer tonight, if you have a uh, prayer this afternoon, uh, it is only 324 today. <laughs> early show today. This is real early. Uh, we will be doing another show tonight, by the way, at 8 p.m. with uh, guest Al Cubbett. If you need prayer, uh, we're going to take your phone calls, 917-889-2745. I'm going to bring my grandmother back on and uh, have her uh, share a little bit more of her testimony. We'll take your calls if you need prayer. So uh, stand by. Let me uh, dial her and get her back on the line. One moment. Again, this is a live show. Today is uh, Thursday, October the 21st. And uh, I've got a special guest, uh, Weedus Weber, my grandmother. Hello. Okay, Grandmother, I've got you back. Thank you for uh, being patient with me. Well, sure, um, absolutely, honey. The problem is not at your end. I've got a little bit of hum on my telephone line, but we're going to press. Yeah, forward. I heard. I heard a little bit. Didn't sound just right. Right. So. Um, okay. Let's pick up where we left off. Basically, um, y'all have come to the to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. You've been pastoring uh, Southside Church of God, but you had right. never uh, forgotten the dream of uh, missions. That's uh, absolutely. Absolutely, the burden just wouldn't leave me, honey. And so, uh, bring us up to date um, on the the story of the five dollar bill. Okay, do you want me to go there? Yes. Uh, before, because that is before we left and went to the fields, wasn't it? Yep. Let's back up then. Let's go back to the five dollar bill. Uh, you want to? You want us to go there? Because that was while we were in Texas, while we were in mission. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So back even in Texas, you had this burden to do missions, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. That's the reason I was there, yes. Okay. Uh, we'll go back there just for a minute. Well, I'll, maybe I can pick it up a little bit. Yes. But while we were there in Huntsville, Texas, I was pastoring the little church, and uh, Brother J.D. Bright gave me my license. I did I did get my license, which I thank God for that. And so one of our daughters, uh, Shannon, uh, Renee, took real deathly ill, and she was dying on us, okay? And so we had heard of a minister, uh, I, I just called his name the other day, 
who lived in uh, uh, Houston, Texas, that he had uh, back then, you know, in those days, they called it a gift of healing, you know, and which he did. The gift of healing worked in, in his ministry, and he was a great man of God. He was an elderly man, been in the ministry until how many years when we met him, and so we had heard of him. So we left and went to Houston, Texas, and finally found him and got to his little house, and uh, he invited Granddaddy and I and, and the baby in, and we left and went in, and he told us to sit down. He told me to lay the baby. He could see the baby, terrible shape she was in. And he told me just to lay the baby on my lap, you know, and uh, which I did. And so he knelt down in front of me, Shannon. It was so amazing. Uh, you know, I'm about like Elijah, I guess. I thought, you know, we'd start listening, want some thunder, and we want some lightning and an earthquake to take place. Well, we better be careful. God speaks in a small, still voice. Yes. So we have to be careful here. So uh, he knelt down in front of him and started praying for Renee, and he prayed a very simple, light little prayer in Jesus' name for Jesus to heal her. Okay, and after that happened, uh, she was healed immediately. It was, it was really a miracle. So he got up from that, but he saw why we were there. He saw we was there for that, but sometimes he saw that there was something more important to him than just the baby itself, you know, because he had saw the dead raised, and you name it, in his, in his ministry, in his time. And so he got up and he said, uh, uh, Mr. and Ms. Weber, he said, uh, I see that you all really need some miracle or will need some miracles on finance. And I thought, oh, my, my, you know. And, uh, of course, it was the Lord talking to him. And so, and, and we appreciate it, and he had prayer with us. He left, but he did say this to me about the finances. He said, now, uh, looked at me mainly and said, Sister Weber, he said, don't you worry about the finances. There'll come a time in your ministry that you won't want for finances no more. And I thought, my, that, oh, my, my, that was strange. But he said, now, it may be down the road, he said. So he said, just go ahead and obey the Lord as you're doing it, you and Brother Weber. And he said, uh, the time comes, you'll know it. Okay, so we left there and came back home and pastored the church uh, down in, of course, Edmond, and then from there to Warner Robins. So we were in the Warner Robins church where we built a parsonage and a church there. And uh, we had helped a lady in our church who was uh, in terrible shape, sort of like a widow woman almost, and uh, needed food and everything. She played our organ for us. And so Brother Weber took up money and food and you name it for her. Well, I had five $1 bills that someone had given me. I can't recall who gave it to me because we didn't have any extra money. Time we, you know, took care of our children. And uh, by that time, I don't mind letting everyone out there know, by that time I've had five babies, okay? So I've got five children, all of them are teenagers except the baby boy at that time. But anyway, uh, I had that five $1 bill that someone had given me, and so I had them in my pocket that morning. I turned and praying, and the Holy Spirit told me, you go give this to Sister Jo Ruth. And I, you know, sort of quandered a little bit and said, well, now, Lord, you know, Lord, that's all I've got is my five $1 bills. He said, well, he said, I want you to go give them to her. I thought, my, my, that's a little rough. But I finally got willing, though, to go give them to her. And so I walked up and handed it to her, folded them, and I said, Sister Jo Ruth, I'm going to give this to you, and she didn't want it. And I said, well, honey, it's nothing much to it. 
So just just a little bit, you know. But I said, the Lord told me to give it to you, and I said, I must give it to you. So when I gave the a five $1 bills, I took and slid it down in her pocket, and she went her way and I went my way. Well, uh, while I was tearing and praying, before I gave that five $1 bills, the Lord told me if I would give them, that he would take care of me and supply my needs. But I didn't understand it at the time, you know. So I did all that for Jesus and gave it away. And then we wound up, after that, the Lord moved us to Atlanta, Georgia. So we're pastoring a church here in Atlanta. And the Spirit of the Lord was moving. Anytime anybody preached on mission behind our pulpit, I just went and cried and felt like I was dying for mission <laughs> because I just felt like I couldn't get to everybody. I felt like I had to get to the whole world at one time, but you can't do it, you know. So anyway, Shannon, while I was there, uh, some of our men got real burdened because they just thought, Lord, she's going to do them. just weeping, crying in altars, and they got tired of me weeping and crying. So anyway, one morning, uh, our church clerk and some of the men got together and said, we're going to send Sister Weber back to the mission field. Said, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, because I'd only been one time to Haiti. And uh, we're going to send her back. This, this woman's got to go back to the mission field. So they went in there and got five $100 bills, handed it to Brother Weber, and told him when I get home, we get home from church, would he please hand that to me? Wow. And said, you tell her that we want her to go back to Haiti into mission work, and Brother Weber, you've got to go with her. That's what he said. You've got to go with her. Well, Brother Robert never felt like he'd lost nothing in, in mission. You know, he'd take care of mission, and he gave to mission, built churches, and you name it, but he didn't care too much for going. Well, when they told him he had to go this time, bless his heart, we made up a trip, and we left and went back to Haiti and doing mission work, and Brother Weber went with me, and praise the Lord on this note, after Brother Weber went that one time, <laughs> something got a hope to him. He got the fever. <laughs> He got the fever, and he's had it for nearly 30-something years. And bless his heart, you can mention right now, Radio Land, listen, you can mention uh, he thinks he's going to go somewhere and fly out of here to a mission field. He's like a little boy. he go back there and pack his suitcase, and he's ready to go. Bless his heart. But anyway, he loves mission, I'll be honest with you. So anyway, we left after that right quick, and we left uh, after uh, the money was given to me to go there. Then we were stationed after that. Our, our general headquarters sent Brother Weber and I to Trinidad, and Brother Weber was an overseer of Trinidad and, and Grenada and Tobago. So he wound up being overseer of three islands down there of, of our mission work. And so and while I was there, I wanted to throw this in, Shannon, right quick, is that I didn't get to go to India, but 45% of Trinidad were full-blooded Indians. Yes. So I got to minister to the Indians after all. Amen. And then the other 35% were our black people, which is real sweet, of the ones that I'd worked with in Haiti. So the Lord just put me right in the middle of both of the two people that I loved so much, and that was the Indians and our black people. And I think it's precious because they're God's people. They're our brothers and our sisters. Amen. who they are. You know, God took your burden for missions. Right. And um, I remember you always tell me if you, in fact, you gave me a five dollar bill. I remember, never forget it. Uh huh. And I had nothing in my pocket. I think I was probably uh, twelve at the time. 
Probably. You said, here's a $5 bill. You said, put it in your pocket. If you've got $5, you're never broke. Now, that's true. That's true. And uh, you believe the same way, and so that's the Lord right. wanted to see if you would be obedient. That's even it. Even if it meant giving up everything. That's right. And, that's what uh, we did, yes. He tested you with a $5 bill, and you gave Isn't it to that a lady. something now? He sure did. Who was in worse off shape than yourself, and you gave oh, her all right. you had. Right. God took that obedience. Right. And then when you wanted to go overseas to Haiti. Right. Someone comes forward and gives you five $100 bills. Mm-hmm. And that $500 yep. uh, sent you to Haiti. It sure did. Wow. Paid mine and Brother Weber's way. Back then, you know, it could get you plane ticket round trip for about 250 something dollars Can't do nothing like that today much, you know. I mean, all along you get a few. But that paid our first way, uh, back, paid my first way back to AT and Brother Weber went with me. And from Little there out. When the Lord is in it, isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, Zachariah said, uh, uh, that, said, just a minute. No, my, my. Despise yeah. not the day of small things. Yes. It, and it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, but to despise not the day of small things right. Amen. That's right. And God fulfilled that uh, that dream. Now, of course, your daughter, which is my mother, which we Katrina King, we had on uh, right uh, two nights ago. Yeah, I um, thought about that. You know, she uh, she went to India. She wound up going, my oldest girl. Is that something? And uh, you know, she 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 fulfilled a uh, that's right a calling you had in India, just like uh, David. That's right. In the Bible um, wanted to build the house of the Lord. Yes, that's right. And he laid the groundwork and and he gathered sure the, the timber and the gold and the silver. But it was his son King Solomon who actually King uh, built Solomon it. actually built it. Sure did. Built it. So God, we. Well, Shannon, I love that. That's beautiful. Amen. Amen. That's right. One person plants a seed, another That's waters right. it, and you both share in the harvest. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. And for many, many years, I'll have to. We'll tell it one night of how many times that Brother Weber and I have spent probably over two or three hundred thousand dollars, but we didn't have the money, and it was always given to us. And we I were back into the mission fields. I want you to encourage the people out there. You know, there's a lot of people saying, well, what do I do? You know, uh, I've lost my home, lost a yeah. job. Um, the government uh, is saying that they could take my oh, IRA away. Yes, the the currency is collapsing. Right. Um, what do people do, Grandmother, going into the hard times? How, how are we going to make it? Okay, what what they what they must do, and I'm going to put it very simple, okay? I want them... Those that have Bibles, if you don't have a Bible, get you a Bible. I want you to get your pencil and paper, and I want you to write your request down on that paper. And then I want you to get your little bottle of olive oil, which can be some anointing oil, okay? Yes. Just a small one will be fine. Or if you've got olive oil in your kitchen, it'll be fine. And get you the olive oil and touch the tips of the paper where you put your request down. I want you to know on each corner of that paper. I want you to take your Bible, lay it down on the table, you and your husband, or yourself, I don't know where you're with it or whatever, put it down, put your hand on top of the Bible with your request, and I want you to pray this prayer first. I want you to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Say the prayer that's in the sixth chapter 
of St. Matthew where Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, okay? I want you to repeat that prayer every day, and then after that, and I notice this, this is fourthly. Go somewhere and get you some grape juice and get you some some of the bread that's the show bread, or you could not make it if you didn't have it, if you got some plain, just plain flour and a little water with no baking powder, uh, no grease, no nothing, and just bake you a little tiny sheet of bread on top of the stove if you can do that and get you some grape juice from somewhere if you have to beg for it. God will help you to get some. And take all of that and pray over it every day, and you'll have you a miracle. So basically, uh, uh, communion is for today, is it not? Absolutely. That's right. If they'll do it every day, don't don't stop now. Don't stop. Brother Weber and I did it for two or three years, but I didn't stop it. Sometimes we don't do it every day here. We just done it uh, a few, just two or three days ago. We got to do it again. What did Jesus because, say? As often as you do this? Uh, he said, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. Amen. And one of the reasons, too, about the, the communion, the first do that communion, it represents Jesus said, take and break this bread, because it, it was breaking his body. It was like a broken body of the Master, see, because look what he went through before he ever died on the cross. So, and it's the bread of life. The Word of God, and especially, say, in the New Testament, all of it's good, don't get me wrong. But in that New Testament about Christ and the communion, the, the bread of life is the Word of God. So when you do that, you're telling Jesus that you do believe in the Word of God. So when you break that bread and you start eating the communion, then you're really, my, you're doing a miracle right there. And then when you drink the little grape juice, then that represents his blood Amen. that was shed at Calvary for you and I. So you're really, listen, you're really taking on something that is absolutely miraculous because Jesus now, I, I did a study on all this, so sometime we'll have to get into it, but Jesus was at the supper table with his disciples, but notice this now, they had supper and ate first. A lot of people, our preachers don't tell it, but they had supper together. So when they got through eating, Jesus had that piece of bread and his little glass of, of some uh, juice in it. So he said, okay, we're going to go from us eating our supper. It was the last supper. He said, I'll be able to eat with you till I eat with you in the new kingdom. It was the last one he got to eat with them. So anyway, then after that, he taught them what the breaking of that bread was because he broke it and gave each one and gave a piece to one disciple and had them to break it and give it on down on both sides. And then they, he drank a little bit and he handed it to them so they could drink out of it. So it represented his body and then represented the blood, praise God, bless his heart, which is terrible. I don't even like to talk about it, that he shed at Calvary for us. He shed that blood and was beaten and stripped terribly. Most of you that don't know it, you know, have heard of it, how he was beaten right on down till he, he didn't bleed to death. The Holy Spirit took him home. When God got ready for him, he just taken him on home because he'd done being bit, beaten up to death anyhow. But he did on that. So when we partake of the communion right quick, that means that we believe in this. We believe that he died and rose again for you and I. To save us from hell, to be honest about it. Amen. 
And you know, grandmother, um, just as God gave you instructions in the early days, back to how y'all were led by the Holy Spirit, right. I believe that He can lead us the same way in these days. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Oh, oh, absolutely, son. Uh, right quick, let me throw this in your right. We're getting some of this, some of these nights. Uh, one of my first uh, revivals when I went to Haiti the first time. I'm up there, saints up there, just to preaching away. Uh, I had to have an interpreter naturally because I couldn't speak Creole or French. Okay, so when I got through, I go down and get among the the precious people. And I just pray for all of them, you know, and they'll keep coming up wanting prayer. And uh, in a few minutes, I got back up to the rostrum, where little rostrum where I was standing. And I kept hearing someone speak English. Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, they kept saying, Doubt not God, doubt not God. Well, I looked over at Sister Odine. I said, Sister Odine, who is that speaking English over there? She said, Sister Weber, they're not speaking English. They're speaking in tongues. They wow. weren't about no English, but they were speaking my language. Just like the Lord taught me before I ever went to the mission field, that wherever I went, praise God, Whatever language they were in, I would be able to preach to them, you know, if I'd obey him. And it's the truth. You can through the Holy Spirit. He will enable you to speak their language, and that's what happened. There they were. They they just had the Holy Spirit. They don't know didn't know any English, but God spoke to them through their little old mouths, saying to me because I was down there doubting everything. I guess I was. It felt like what am I doing down here? And, and they just cried out, doubt not God, doubt not God. So we have to be careful, children of the Lord. Let's don't doubt God, because he's God, Jehovah, and a, a voice of many waters. We have to be careful. Listen, he won't never leave nor forsake you. He'll walk every step of the way with you. He has met uh, all of your needs Absolutely. all these 50 years. 50, about 55 years, right. Amen. And uh, That's right. Let's look at the example of the uh, the old widow woman. That's and right. her and her son are baking their last hoe cake. Absolutely. They get a knock on the door. It's the uh, prophet mm-hmm. Elijah. Sure was. Amen. Uh, during the time of famine, and uh, they were getting That's ready right. to eat their meal and, and probably lay down and die. It was going to be the and lay down and die, exactly right. Bite they took. And what happened when they opened that door? That's right. Uh, Elijah comes in, and what did he say? That's right. He said, would you please, you know, Shannon, I did a little more study. He said, fetch me some water first. Okay. We're going, I'm going to get into that a little later. And then from there, he said, now, uh, bake me a cake. And that's when she told him, hey, but you don't understand, sir. I, I don't have it just enough for me and my son, and then we're going to die. But, you know, see, that that's where we weren't careful we missed the Lord. He was a prophet of God, an old prophet. And listen, he hadn't gone home yet to be with the Lord, so he was trying to, finish, I'm sure, finish up his ministry before he was going, fixing to be taken up. And here he was, just wanted a, a little cake. Now, that's hard for me to think on. But you know what? The Lord wanted him to do it so she would be blessed. So if you give to the prophets and it take care of the prophets, not not like these are doing it out here. We don't believe in all that now, okay? But take care of your prophets. Be sure they've got some bread and water to yes. eat, and God will take care of you. Praise God. And I believe uh, after that, that meal barrel, I can just see it, Chef. I believe it sailed all the way up to the top, and the oil crews did the same thing. They survived during the famine, didn't they? They sure did. They sure did. They obeyed the Lord. Uh, you obeyed the Lord with $5. And, Amen. And uh, the Lord blessed someone else, and then he blessed you and sent you to Haiti. Right. 
That's right. To fulfill a dream. You know, and he's the same guy that was operating in Elijah's day. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Operating over 50 years ago in your early ministry. In my time, right. And even in 2010. Right. You know, God does not change. He's the same yesterday, no. today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he still requires one thing, obedience, because it says obedience is better than sacrifice. Absolutely, Shannon. That's right. Amen. And he is looking for men and women to have faith mm-hmm. That's it. in him. And not look at the circumstances and what's going on and what they're saying on Fox News. That's right. Isn't that the truth? CNN, because uh, we're not supposed to fear anything but no, the Lord. No, God has not given us a spirit of fear. What a power, but a power and love and of a sound mind. That's right. Amen. So uh, we're all in, in you know, various um, trials right now, various situations. Right. Some are trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, what do I do next? Uh, I need a job or. You know, where do you want me to move, Father, or should I do this, or should, you know, should I do that? God right. was able to give you directions in the old days. He sure did. He can still give you directions today, can he? He, he? Shannon, he has led us every step of the way. Yeah. Everywhere we've ever moved, we got we got our directions from God because I didn't know another way of doing it, you know? I felt if I did it, uh, you know, on our own, well, you start failing is what you do. I can't afford to fail. You remember here a while back, I told you, I said, look, and I'll say this to anybody out there in Radio Land. And I'm sure the other children of God out there just like us that are older prophets that will be alive. long as I've got uh, uh, somewhere to lay my head and, and got some rice and beans, you all are welcome. Amen. Because God, we're going to be taken care of, son. Amen. We will be taken care of, and anybody's welcome. To come into my home and eat with me. Whatever comes toward just for the Lord can take us home. Now, somewhere in here, somewhere in here, saints, I don't know how rough it'll get, but somewhere in here, he'll take us home. Okay? God but is I don't able know exactly to supply when. our needs according to his riches and glory. That's what he said. He is just looking for people to be obedient to him. That's right. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things should be added unto you. That's it. And not focus on what's going on in the world, but focus in on the Father and say, God, what would you have me to do this day? Amen. And if he tells you to do something, then do it. That's right. Exactly right. Um, he's looking right. for obedience. And sometimes he'll put you to the test, and he'll say, give you last $5. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly right. But he can right. take and multiply it. And, uh, you know, just like he did for the the, the widow woman and mm-hmm. gave them food during the famine. That's right. And uh, I'll throw this out. We did a show the other night about... Okay. Um, what I'll call the blueprint for survival in the hard times, and that is... That's good. You know, the Word says, Grandmother, God says, if you will remember the poor... Yep. Okay? In other words, if you'll, if you'll help the poor... That's right. I will, and you'll lend to them, then I will remember you, mm-hmm. and it says, if you have lent to me, and I will repay. That's right. Paraphrase. He that lends to the poor, God will remember you, because you've lent mm-hmm. to him, and he will repay. Absolutely. So... Uh, I want to give a praise report today. Okay. We had a a brother that um, heard one of the broadcasts the other day, and he felt led to get behind the ministry. Brother Dan Altiera, Darren right. Altiera, out there. Right. If you're listening, praise God for you. Um, you know, oh, this yeah. touched my heart. I tell you, he wrote in and said, uh, I'm out of work. But God impressed upon me to send in a love offering. He sent in $300, grandmother. Praise God. God bless him. A man Amen. did not even have a job. Praise God. He stepped out in faith, and i tell you what I well, did. Well, praise God. I took the $300, and I've used it 
to amen. launch uh, the Omega Man Radio Network on WWCR shortly. Well, praise God, amen. We're going to take the gospel out to thousands across the country now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done 100 shows so far on the Internet radio, but now we're going to go to shortwave right. as well. And uh, we right. prayed for that brother. Now, I, I will. You tell him that, that well, he can hear me. God will fourfold everything he's done for the kingdom of God. Well, praise God. It'll come back in there fourfold. It sure will. And God will supply his need. Amen. And uh, we prayed for the brother. And well, praise um, God. We did a program the other day where I, I shared this word that uh, has actually sustained me many years, grandmother. I had right. God tell me the same thing. When other businesses were going down, right. uh, he sustained me. And uh, I had a word from the Lord. The Lord said, it's because you have given to the poor. That's it. That's right. It's as if you have lent to me and I will repay. And God sustained me through some hard times. Mm-hmm. Yes, he'll do that for you and I today, uh, folks. That's and right. So we were talking about this project we want to do in India where we want to feed the orphans and the right. widows. Right. People that no one else wants. They call them the untouchables. Right. And uh, we've got a, a contact there on the ground where we're going to go in on a Sunday afternoon. We're going to buy the food. They're going to cook it up at a big hotel there. Right. And uh, we're going to bring in curry chicken, rice, eggs, clean water. Right. Hopefully some fruit. And we're going to gather the people in the city, namely the children that are living on the street, Grandmother. At night, you could follow them, and you'll find five or six orphans sleeping on the side of a building laying on a cardboard box. Oh, I believe that, honey. Absolutely. Some of them five and six years old. Right, absolutely. They don't know where their mother is at. Right. I mean, they're they're little orphans, and we've got widow women women Mm -hmm. that uh, no one is taking care of them. And he, Brother Bruce, he's going to go out there and find them off the streets, bring them in into the park. We're going to sit them down, and he's going to preach the Word of God to them, preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen, amen. And then he's going to feed their bellies. That's it. That's what it's all about. And we're going to have the photographs to to prove it, folks. And uh, we're going to do some work over there, and that's going to be one of many places that we want to do this, Grandmother. But uh, God God will supply their need. Yes, he will. So... um, we did the program two nights ago, and we had $200 come in, and I want to praise God for all that uh, Amen. donated. Praise God. Because we're going in to feed over 50 uh, orphans and widows this weekend. Oh, that's good. That's beautiful. Now, back to the story of Darren Altiera. I got an email from, from Darren this morning. Okay. And uh, I want to share this with the people. Okay. Uh, because it touched my heart. Uh, he's one of many who have written in, and uh, he's currently unemployed. You know, folks, mm-hmm. God is able to give uh, you a job if that is what mm-hmm. you need. That's exactly right. Is there anything too hard for God, Grandmother? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. we just got to be obedient to whatever he's asked mm-hmm. us to do. And um, I got this email this morning. I was checking the email. I'm going to it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to read it for you. Here we go. Okay. I want to say thanks for your prayer. Yesterday, I found out that I sold a 963 cat loader which is a big piece of machinery, uh, that I've been trying to sell for one and a half years. Oh! It will give me some cash flow. I I just listened to your show, and I sent $500 to the address that I sent it before. I asked the Lord for a word, and I opened my Bible and got this, Mark 4, 8. And it's talking about the seed that fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang Mm -hmm. up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. He says, I think this is for you and your mother. So, uh, Darren, we praise God for what you've done. And uh, yes. that money is going to go Absolutely. to feeding uh, these widows and the orphans, every dime of it. 
Yes, that's right. Amen. Now, Grandmother, that's exactly the, right. The Lord already blessed the brother mm-hmm. uh, and helped him uh, sell a piece of machinery he'd been trying to sell and couldn't mm-hmm. sell for a year and a half. God can do the miracles. Absolutely. I've seen it in Absolutely. my own life. And, uh, you know, uh, folks, <laughs> one person plants a seed in other waters, they both share in the harvest. Absolutely. Darren may not be able to get on a plane and go over to India and do it, but Dr. Boosie on the ground can do it. That's right. They're both going to share in the harvest. And so, mm-hmm. you know, folks, the way to survive during the hard times mm-hmm. is to remember those that uh, have a need, mm-hmm. the poor, the widows, the orphans, That's Israel, right. those in disaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, it just tickles me to death, grandmother, to uh, be able to see some ministry uh, like this being done because... I know a God is not a man that he should, can lie. Oh, no, no, he won't do it. Uh-uh. Let every, let every other man be a liar, but God tells the truth. Amen. It says God watcheth over his word to perform right. it. And he so, will perform it. He I'm does perform say, it. I just say, God bless Brother Darren out there. The Lord bless right. you. And we're going to be praying over this. That right. God return it back to you a hundredfold. Amen. And, Brother, you can be uh, assured you planted it on good good ground. And if uh, Right. Folks, if you have a burden right. uh, to do something, uh, if you have a need, right. I don't know of any better investment than you can make than the poor, the widows, the orphans. Right. And so if you would like to make a donation, uh, right. we're planning to go back to Haiti after, uh, Grandmother, I was invited today to go down with uh, Damon uh, to right. Haiti. I haven't been down there since 1987. Okay, uh, uh, if my phone goes, don't think nothing about it. We're going to go down there again after uh, 23 years. Okay, right. It's been for me, and we're going down there to do some ministry. Right. We're going to go to get some film. We're going to check out the situation on the ground in Haiti. Oh, and we're absolutely. we're going to go lay hands on the sick over there. Absolutely, they need it, too. We're going to go feed some children over there. Uh, and now you got it. That's right. As God opens the door, we're going to do the same in India, and wherever mm-hmm. else God opens the door, because right. that kind of... Um, Seed can make a difference. Absolutely. You know, uh, seeding into people that uh, got nothing. Right. That are living on the literal streets. Right. So uh, I'm praising God for what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it before my very eyes. God Amen. is opening the doors. And folks, if if you have a need out there, uh, get behind mm-hmm. us. You can go over to OmegaManRadio.com and hit a donation button. And if you would like to, um, to feed some children in Haiti, you'd like to feed some children in India, wherever you want to put it, Put it in the notes, and it will go 100% to them. I'm just right. excited because I know it's yes. better to give than it is to receive. Right. And we can't outgive God. Right. And, and you know, Grandmother, with the, the small business that I have that right. keeps me alive during the day so I can do ministry at night, Right. You know, right. every time I have an opportunity to sow seed into the ministry, I get excited because I know Ab- that there's absolutely. something going to come back. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's a real blessing to even be able to give. And uh, Amen. sometimes, folks, you may be down to your last $5. That's but right. But pray about it. If God has told you to put it in the That's ministry, right. do it because he'll multiply it. That's right. So I just wanted to share that little uh, praise report. Uh, we're actually going to be doing some ministry, and I'm excited that uh, God's right. going to be opening other doors. Amen. I want to say that regardless of what's going on around us, that God can meet your needs out there. Right. That's right. And he can give you direction. That's right. Amen. And, uh, Grandmother, I want to thank you for coming on today. Well, you're, most, um, you're most welcome, son. Mine's going off. My my machine will go off on me. So if it does, you take it over, okay? 
I love and appreciate you. And uh, what I'm going to do is this is just the first of many shows. I want to bring you back. Yes. We're going to start uh, doing some programs together. Right. Opening up the lines and even praying for people. So uh, God bless yes. you. And God bless you, you and, too, uh, son. I'll have you on again soon, grandmother. Right. And God bless all of you in Ready Land. And I'll be having special prayer for you. I love you. Love you and bye-bye. 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 That was uh, Weedus Weber. God bless you for tuning in tonight. And... Uh, Tune in tonight at 8 p.m. I'm going to have guest Al Cuppet on the air. God bless you. All right, and welcome to Omega Man Radio Network. Today is a live program. I call this the Early Bird Show. Uh, it's about 2 p.m. Eastern time. Today is Tuesday, the 25th of January, and uh, it's going to be my special privilege and honor to bring my grandmother back on the line today, uh, Reverend Wiedis Weber. We're going to be uh, doing a program letting the Spirit of the Lord lead, and um, I'm actually going down the highway as we speak, doing this program on my cell phone. I've got my grandmother in Atlanta, and I uh, had my brother Cameron in Las Vegas uh, log in and set up the switchboard. This is the beautiful part about Blog Talk Radio. You can literally do a program from anywhere with nothing more than a telephone and someone just to start up the switchboard. So we're going to do a program, and... Uh, I'm going to um, be bringing her on here momentarily. Before I do, though, I just want to make an announcement that there's going to be a, uh, again, the Men's Deliverance Conference, Hegewish Church, will be starting Thursday, run through Sunday. I'm actually on the road there now and um, got, to, uh, got to make a couple stops. But I figured, why not use this time and do something for the Lord as I'm driving down the interstate? So we just... I was talking to my grandmother, and I said, hey, let me call you back. We'll just get a live show going. So, praise God. Well, grandmother, you on the line with me? Yes, honey, I sure am, and praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Well, grandmother, <laughs> would, you, would you honor us today and just uh, open up the program with prayer? Okay. Master, in the name of Jesus, we come humbly into the throne room. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All three in one and all three can do the same. In Jesus' name. Master, bless us while we're uplifting you today and giving and hoping something beautifully out of the Word of God for someone uh, who's hurting, someone that's not maybe where they need to be with you, or someone who's bound, bound up with some type of satanic force. We're asking you, Master, to help them today through this, through this service, through what we're fixing to, to uplift you in, Jesus, because you're the miracle of all. You're the healer. You're our deliverer, Master. And Jesus will give you the praise and the honor and glory for this program. And Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Amen. And so I just praise God, your mother, that you're able to um, do a program here with me. And um, Yes. I will tell you, if it hadn't been for you and Granddad lifting me and Damon and our family up over the years, I don't think I would have made it this far. Bless you. I really praise God that I was raised in a uh, godly home and, uh, I'm very honored and privileged to have been raised uh, with grandparents that have been sold out for Christ their whole life. Now, how long have you been in the ministry? You've been in, when uh, did you get over, saved? Roll back oh, the oh, I over 55 years. Wow. I've been in the ministry over 55 years, right. Grandmother, so that's I, I praise the Lord, ran my first revival, you know, I told you, 19 years old. And I've been in the ministry old. ever since. Praise God. Been about 55 years, so... And maybe later on I'll tell you my age. <laughs> but I'm not ashamed of my age because Jesus has let me live this long. So 
I give him the praise and the master. I I give him the glory uh, and the honor for it. So I thought today, Shannon, that I'd quote a scripture here and start this off, and let's see where the Lord takes us in all this. How about that? Absolutely. What's the Lord put on your heart? Okay, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It's been a blessing to me down through the many, many years of many toils and tribulations and trials that I have faced in the ministry and out on the fields. This has been a beautiful, beautiful scripture for me. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And that's what I want you to pay close attention to. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So if you love Jesus and you have the blood of Christ applied to your inner spirit, to your soul and mind, then you don't have to walk around with fear. Turn around and take the word of God and you quote it back at the enemy. Come against him with the word of God. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So that's where we must go and we must stay every day and quote the scripture. For also in St. Matthew, uh, the 11th chapter and the last three verses, where Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now you can take those three verses in St. Matthew 11, and the last three verses, chapter 11, last three verses, and those will keep you also. This will help you, especially maybe you Christians that are out there struggling, or you that uh, are not where you need to be with Jesus. Come on and, and get on that cross, and let the blood of Christ to be applied to your inner spirit, cleanse you from all filthiness of the flesh, you can take the Word of God, and the Word of God will stand when the world's on fire. And the Holy Spirit will stand by you and lead you and guide you because that's what the Holy Spirit is for. The Holy Spirit is a convicting agent. The Holy Spirit will convict you of your sins and bring you to a place and help you to see that you need Jesus of Nazareth. So I wanted to say that to start off with, Shannon. And also the scripture in Isaiah 26 and 3 was another one, that, that uh, really the second one, along with Timothy, that he gave me that I quoted for many, many years through a lot of my trials, is that God hath not given, wait a minute, excuse me, uh, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Now notice that now. If we'll keep our mind on Jesus and we're blood washed, he will keep us in perfect peace if we'll keep our mind on him. So that's one thing we must do. So I wanted to say that to let you know that Jesus loved you. He died for you on the cross of Calvary, and his blood was shed at Calvary so that you could be washed and set free from all filthiness of sin. And Jesus is a deliverer. He is your healer. He is your soon-coming king. So we want to give you hope here today and help you to know that you do have hope in Christ Jesus today. And that, and that we love you, and we're praying for you out there. So, Shannon, was there anything right quick you wanted to say to me? Well, amen. I say praise God. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. I've got a special honor today to have my grandmother back on the phone. Um, we're doing a live program. Uh, grandmother is a uh, minister with the Church of God. Her name is Wedis Weber. Now, grandmother... Um, 
you were called into the ministry at a very young age. When did the Lord put on your heart and uh, call you to preach? Well, uh, I, I really went, Shannon. My, the Lord healed my mother. I got saved and got delivered, you know, and between the pews of a church, okay, in the church. And when I got saved, uh, before, of course, just before I got saved, I got a call from my dad that my mother had cancer. Well, you know, that didn't set too well with me because I loved my mother very, very much. Yeah. She, my mother was part of my whole life, really. And next to loving Jesus uh, was my mother and, and my husband and babies, and that was about it for me. But anyway, yeah. when I found this out, uh, my little uh, one of the Christian sisters that took me with her to church told me, said, we just said, don't you want to just kneel down right here and pray? So I knelt down right between the pews and accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. So I went home and had to tell Brian about it, and I was scared to death to tell him. But I finally got, this, got uh, uh, I guess, strong enough to tell him that I had accepted Jesus. So it was, a real, it was a real launch out for me accepting Christ with everyone in our families, all of them unchristian. They weren't Christians. And I didn't really know what I'd do, but I knew if I held on to Jesus that I could make it, okay? So then I got a call from my mother's sister that she wanted me to come and give my testimony about my mother, about her dying with cancer. So I left and went down there, and by the time I got there, she'd invited uh, people, and it noised abroad everywhere. They wanted to hear it. So the little pastor was down there, found it out, and wanted me to come and preach it behind the pulpit. And I told him, I said, look, I'm no minister now. I said, I'm just going to come and give my mother's testimony, and that's all. So when I got out there and gave the testimony of my mother, then he asked me for a revival, asked me would I come back and preach. I said, Brother Lumley, I'm no preacher, and I'm not in the ministry. I'm just giving my testimony. And he made it so easy for me till I don't know. I didn't know he was making it easy. I can see it today. Just come back in and just preach whatever. The, I mean, just quote a scripture. Just do anything the Lord tells you to do. Well, he made it so easy, but yet it was hard for me. So I went down there. I accepted the revival and went down there and preached the Word of God, and it just, of course, noised abroad. And so, Shannon, from that time on, I've been in the ministry now for 55 years. And we wow. left and went in and out of the islands. We've been uh, to Jamaica, Haiti, lived in Trinidad, and did work down there in the islands. And uh, as far as we could go, we tried to go. We didn't go overseas like we wanted to go. But anyway, we have took our ministry and... Uh, you know, put it in full-time ministry for Jesus of Nazareth and winning souls. And he that winning souls is wise. We know that. But if we don't get out there with the burden in, in, that God's given us since we've become Christians and win souls, we're not very wise at all. But if we win souls, we can become wise in Christ Jesus. So I will say that. It, it's beautiful to serve Jesus and Amen, to stay in the ministry and, of Him. You know, grandmother, uh, today... People seem to have forgotten what the, the calling is all about. Right, um, right. We were actually to go out there and spread the gospel. Right. Being saved should be more than we accept Christ and then we just spend our whole life going to a local church. That's we're right. We're supposed to um, be commissioned for service and go out there and, and go bring in the lost. Am I correct? That's, that's exactly right. That's right. Because uh, doesn't word say... Uh, pardon me, he didn't save us for ourselves. He yes. saved us to win souls. And if we don't win souls, we're not very wise. And you won't stay saved very long now. If you don't do what the master has, 
has commissioned you and I to do. He commissioned the disciples to go win souls. He commissions everyone that gets saved at Calvary to win souls. And if you're not, if that's not your burden, then you better get on your knees and cry out to God and ask the Master to give you a burden and a compassion for the dying and lost humanity because they're dying. And, and if you don't try to win them to Christ and they go to hell, their blood may be on your hands on the day of judgment. See, this is what's so sad is that their blood could be on your hands on the day of judgment. You don't need that on you. That's right. So you better get out there and try to win souls uh, with every little scripture you can find in that Bible to win souls for Christ, because that's what he called us to go and do. Grandmother, for somebody listening out there who doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, what does it take to be saved, and how can they be saved today if they're tuning in and they would like to accept Christ? Uh, uh, Shannon, it, it, I guess it's so simple to really, we've, people have stumbled over it. The Holy Spirit will convict them of their sins. That's what the Holy Spirit is. She's a convicting agent. She'll come and convict you of your sins, and every time you commit sins or sin, a sin, you're convicted of it. Something tells you you had no business doing that. So the Holy Spirit is convicting you, and if you're convicted, you most of the time will get under such conviction, and then you need to go to the cross and, and uh, kneel down and cry out to Christ, Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And I, I praise the Lord uh, for Romans. He said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's what has happened. You say, well, oh, I'm a good, clean Christian. Well, if you are, then you need to be winning souls for Christ. And yeah. if you are, then you get in there and get right with Christ. Go to those altars and cry out to him and ask him to forgive you of your sins. And he'll do exactly that. If Jesus can forgive the man on the cross with him, the other one, you know, went to hell. He didn't. He didn't want no forgiveness. That's right. Now, then we've got a lot of that out there, Shannon, and that's what's so sad. And whether it be the uh, infidel or whether it be uh, the haters uh, and witchcraft or, or whatever they're in out there, listen, the Holy Spirit will convict you. You need to come away from that stuff. Because those, those spirits will carry you to hell. Yes. But the other man that was on the other side of Christ, he asked Jesus to forgive him of his sins. And Jesus said, this day I will remember you in paradise. Of course, that's another deep subject going into that now. But Christ was dying on the cross. And while he died for all of us, he died for them that's out there that need to get saved. And come to the cross and Jesus will forgive them of their sins and wash them. In his blood, that's what he'll do for you, if you want to accept Amen. Jesus. Because uh, if we do not accept Christ and our spirit leaves the body, in other words, we die, then um, it says to be absent from the body, to be present before God, we're going to give an accounting, and if we don't know Christ, we don't get into heaven. That's right. We that's go to right. hell. That's right. And uh, God doesn't want any man or woman to go to hell. No, he does that's not. That's why he's long-suffering and merciful. Absolutely. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to give us, to die for our sins, to redeem right. us, and to give us an opportunity to have a relationship with him again and be saved. Now, grandmother, when a person gets saved, what is the next step um, for a new believer? What should they be doing next? They need to say, we were taught, Shannon, and it's very true. Uh, you need to be saved, the old saying is, and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Yes. 
When you get saved, a lot of people get saved. Some have gotten in our early days, got saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit all in one night. And you can. I mean, you really yeah. can. It's there for you, you know. But you, when you get saved, you naturally just keep seeking the Lord and you become sanctified. It means you're still sanctified through the blood. And when you become sanctified, you're not going to want all that stuff that you once wanted or desired because the blood of the sanctification of Christ will take all that filth and that mess away from you, and you don't desire that stuff anymore. It's almost like after we became Christians, I never hardly knew I was ever a sinner, Shannon. I really didn't. I thought, feel like I've always been a Christian. And that's what Jesus does for us. It's that you feel like you've always been a good Christian. And then keep seeking the Lord, because in John uh, 15 and St. John 15 and 5, Jesus, you know, was with the disciples so long, and he had to leave. He's fixed to go back to his father. And Jesus says, it's expedient that I go away. And if I go not away, I can't send you another comforter. Jesus was the comforter to his disciples, and he gave them power every day to tread on serpents, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yes. But he said, but I'm fixing to leave you guys now. You're not, are you listening to me? I am fixing to go back to my father and sit down at the right hand of the father. And that's where he was fixing to head out to. And when he did, he said, you go to the upper room and you tarry in, in Acts 1 and 8 and to Acts 2 and 4 till you be endued with this power from on high. And the power was the Holy Spirit coming. And was going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did come. And the evidence, the reason a lot of people have fought this, Shannon, is the only way you know you have the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit speaks. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks for himself. Yes. That's right. He does the speaking. And to say, well, I felt the Spirit. And I, I got all this when I got saved. No, I'm sorry now. No, you didn't. Because the Holy Spirit has the, uh, his own language. The right. Father had his own language, and Jesus had his language. Is the Holy Spirit dumb? No, 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 I'm afraid not. The Holy Spirit can speak every language on the face of this earth, besides yeah. the heavenly language that Satan cannot get into, praise God. Praise the Lamb of God. Satan cannot touch the heavenly language that the Holy Spirit lets us speak through to her and to be with her in, in my prayer language. He can't touch that. Now, I can speak all the other languages wherever I go and try to win the loss to Christ like I did in Haiti. I spoke some of the language of Creole and, and French because I couldn't speak their language. But the Holy Spirit spoke for me. Amen. And that's beautiful, see. He gave you some diverse uh, types of tongues, and they said, wait right. a minute, we understand you in our language. And you that's didn't right. know a lick of Creole or French, but the Holy Spirit... Uh, it gifted you, and you were speaking in a um, a foreign tongue in the mission field. That's right. Amen. The Holy Spirit uh, told me that I would if I ever went. And when I went to Haiti, he proved it to me what the Holy Spirit would do. Amen. And, that, now, and that's the way it is. I could go right now, Shannon, anywhere in the world and was in a revival or a meeting helping someone or if I was praying for someone of another language. Yes. Praise God. Now, the Holy Spirit can take over, and the Holy Spirit will speak 
through me to them and can help them out. And that's what's so beautiful about the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit and having the diverse types of tongues, which is a beautiful language through the Holy Spirit. That's one of the gifts. and uh, That's one of the gifts. That's exactly right. Amen. Praise for someone God. tuning in who has not received the Holy Spirit but would like to, right? just want to go about doing it and getting the gifts. Uh, the way they need to do that, Shannon, is just get somewhere in their closet of prayer or in their car or anywhere that nobody will bother them and just love Jesus. Start praising his name. That's the way I got it. You can just praise them. I love you, love you, Jesus. I praise your holy name. I praise your holy name. And really mean it now. Really mean it. And just start praising him. and pray. It's not the prayer for something. You don't pray for it. It's a gift. It's a gift to us by loving and praising him. That's the way it comes. It comes on the wings of prayer and praise. Not somewhere where you're praying for something for yourself. The Holy Spirit is a gift to you. So just start loving him and praising him. And just hang in there. Don't give up. And the Holy Spirit may take your tongue, and you feel like you don't know what's taking place. It, it frightened me the first time it, it happened to me because I couldn't wow. speak English. And it just, you know, just sort of a, 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 a well, it's like uh, uh, Isaiah said, uh, with diverse types of tongues, uh, would he speak unto his people, but, well, no, excuse me, with a stammering lips. And of another tongue will I speak unto my people. So your mouth may go into a stammer. You know, if it does, leave it alone. A few minutes, the Holy Spirit will come through, and then the Holy Spirit will speak for itself. And then do you do that every day or during the day or night when you've got the time? And watch it, and it'll come through nearby every time, and you'll get where for a while. The Holy Spirit will speak real plain. I mean, real plain. So just don't give up on it. Just keep loving Jesus and praising him, and the Holy Spirit will speak for itself. That's what now, You happen. taught me that uh, one of the, the gifts of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, you know, God God gives us um, power for service. Right, absolutely. How important is that for someone wanting to get into ministry? What does that uh, power for service do? The power for service protects you, gives you power to cast out demons. Uh, witchcraft, anything that's wicked out there and not of God. God gives you that power to stand against all the wickedness of Satan himself. Because, you know, the Bible said, He he that dwelleth down within is greater than he that's in the world of sin. So you have someone then to protect you because Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, after that he said that the Holy Spirit has come upon you he said, you shall be witnesses into Jerusalem, into Judea, and into the uttermost parts of the world. And that's the kind of power he gives us. And then Acts 2 and 4, where they all left and went up into the upper room, and the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon over 120 of them. There were 18 nationalities of people that came into to Jerusalem there and was out there close to where they were praying. And they heard 18 people out of a bunch of Galileans, could not speak any other language, spoke 18 languages, and they heard it, and they said, well, these bunch of people are drunk on wine. Yes. And Peter stood up and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not drunk as ye suppose. It's only but the night hour of the morning. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. 
So they had prayed and prayed all night long and up to 9 o'clock the next morning. And that's when the Holy Spirit fell. And Jesus did this because he knew those 18 nationalities would be there and they could hear their own language spoken by a bunch of Galileans. Now that was a miracle within itself. A great, great miracle. And the word Pente calls Shannon, the people have gotten it so mixed up. The word Pente is five and cost is, I mean, zero is cost. It happened to be the 50th day toward the Passover there for this to take place. And, and, that, and that's why they called it Pentecost, but it actually just meant 50 days. And, and, and 50 days is Pentecost. 50 so days people, after the, uh, the Passover, right? And, uh, right, right. It's and basically, the, the, the Holy Spirit gives someone an anointing that they can go out and preach. Right. Uh, see signs and wonders, and right. um, it really turbocharges them, if you want to say that. That's right. That's right. And uh, Jesus said, unless I go away, I can't send you another comforter. So That's what he said. He, he intends for the believer to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, That's of right. course, along with the gift of tongues, there's other uh, gifts that a, a believer can receive also, right? Oh, absolutely. Give some, uh, 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 see, uh, wisdom and uh Knowledge and and uh, faith Prophecy. are the first are the first three gifts, and then you come yeah. on down. Every three gifts, there's nine of them, and uh, you receive all of those after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And whenever they are needed, wherever you are, or in service, or or praying for someone, or whatever, these gifts act when they're in need. When they're in need, you know, one of them is miracles, and one's diverse types of tongues, and they just go on down. All those gifts, you receive those. And they're in your spirit to work whenever they need to work. Yes. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. So now, at all times... when you receive the baptism... The, uh, go ahead. When you received the Holy Spirit, what kind of change did you notice in your own life? Uh, Shannon, it was so changed, son, till I've never been the same since in 55 years. Uh, listen, there's no money can buy what I have. There's no houses, no land... I could have went out there, Shannon, done exactly what everyone else has done. Granddaddy and I have got enough of tapes of working in mission fields that we could have took them to churches and raised money and and said, hey, you know, we need the money, blah, blah, blah. We never did do that, Shannon. If we if we got any money for mission, we took it to the mission fields and built churches, built yeah. parsonages, especially in Haiti, dedicated one in, in Trinidad. That's what we did with our mission money. We didn't buy a big brick homes back here. I don't care what I live in, Shannon, as long as I have the rain that's not raining down in my face. I'm okay. And that's the way we Grandma, did. We gave to Christ. Gave everything back to the ministry, right. people, and you true servants of God. You weren't looking for a reward down here. You weren't looking no. for... Um, to build a big home out in California, have a Learjet or a Mercedes-Benz. No, no, sure wasn't. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. In fact, uh, I remember growing up, you were very good stewards right. of the Lord's money. Right. And uh, when you ran churches, most of the time, you had to go in and get churches out of debt, didn't you? Oh, that's what we did, son, all the time. Uh, Shannon, keep talking. Let me get another phone. Just keep talking. One church after the next. Uh, because this one's up, going off, so just keep talking. Right my now. grandparents would um, be called in to bail out the church, and a, a pastor had run it into the ground, run up debt, 
And what they would do is they would get in there and they would use good biblical practices, get the debts paid off, get the church back in the black again. and um, That's right. And then when they had done the work and raised it back up, they would hand it off to another pastor. And, you know, hopefully they wouldn't squander the work that y'all had done to rebuild it. And uh, y'all That's been right. good stewards. I remember going down the, the hallway of the, the church, and you'd have up on the bulletin board, the church finances, it was open books. Everybody could see where the money went in the church. And y'all were just good stewards. That's right. Something exactly that right. Uh, you don't see a lot in today's ministries. It's about well, it's people hard. building it's their empires then. down here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, know. you know, it's like they've lost the mission that we've all been called for. And that is That's right. to bring people to Jesus, cast out devils, yeah. lay hands on the sick. Mm-hmm. You know, grandmother, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there that... Um, you don't see any of the fruits. They don't believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit's for today, the mm-hmm. healing's for today. Let me ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. Are the miracles of, that Jesus performed for today? Absolutely. Full force. Amen. Full force, son. In fact, Jen, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus, excuse me, Jesus is about to show some things that Jesus told me in my earlier ministry. Yeah. He said there would come a time in my last days before before his return or before the tribulation, that his word would be manifested in such a great way yes. that I would be even shocked. And I believe that. You know how God took Philip in the New Testament and he had to go up there down to Gaza Strip over behind, uh, below Israel and yeah. baptize the eunuch? Right. Okay. I, that fascinated me when I read that when I was a young Christian. And I always wanted the Lord. A lot of people would laugh at me when I talk about going to the mission fields. Oh, I've, you know, of course, me, you know, me being a lady minister, how that can be, you know, how they left to fight us women. But, you know, I, I praise the Lord for the word because Paul said we're neither male nor female. And that means all are going to have to give an account to the Father, whether you're female yeah. or whether you're male. So much for that. But the bottom line is I praise the Lord that God's going to open up some areas in here. And if I need to get somewhere, if he has to pick me up and take me across over to India, if he needed me over there fasting, he'd just pick me up and take me over. I'd be saying, oh, hold it now. Hold it. Amen. He can, the Father can do what he wants to do, praise God. Absolutely. Praise God. Woo! Praise the Lord Jesus can do what he wants to do. If he can, Praise God. Yea, behold, I'm the Lord thy God, and I change not. Yea, behold, I am God Jehovah. I am a God of thunder, and I'm a voice of many, many waters, said the Lord. Hallelujah. Pray. Praise God. Shannon, we can't fool with the Heavenly Father. We're on dangerous grounds if we try to get up into that upper room where the Father is. We're on some dangerous grounds. We better be careful what we say and what we do because God is still a God of thunder and a God of this universe. And we better be careful what we say and what we do. But my Heavenly Father, praise God, can move me anywhere He wants to. If He can take Elijah and, and bring a chair of fire down and let Elijah uh, roll around in it and take him back up, He can do anything for me. And anyone else that's out there that believes it. Praise God today. Woo, praise God, amen. 
Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen, Shannon. Praise God. You can't fool with him. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And Praise his word's going to be performed. That's right. Amen. And, uh, we're in some perilous times, Grandmother. <laughs> yes, we are, A lot of people are saying, well, how are we going to make it? You know, the tribulation oh, could be starting any time. That's right. Uh, how will... That's right. How do we make it with all that's happening, with the collapses coming, with the rumors of wars? What do we do to endure till the end? What we're going to have to do is stay on our knees, Shannon, and, and stay there where he can talk to us. And so we'll know exactly what move to make each day. It'll be like probably one day at a time. But we need to prepare ourselves, you know, like lamps and a little food or whatever. And God can multiply all of that, but he doesn't yeah. want you to absolutely just sit out there under the rain like a little old lamb that would fall off of around the edge of the mountain and let the rain uh, rain down into his little nose and then him drown. That's the reason Jesus left the 99 and went out after the one little old sheep because yeah. he was drowning out there in that water if the water ever got into his little nose. So I think the main thing is we need to stay very close to Jesus Sell out and be where we need to be with him. He will protect the bride. He will protect his own. But now the others, they're going to suffer if they don't obey him. And if they don't sell out and give their all to Jesus, woe be unto them is all I can say. And all I can do is love them and pray for them is all I know to do. Who is if the bride of Christ? If they're prepared on their knees, Jesus will help them and protect them. Amen. Yes. Now, over the years, Grandmother, you talked about the Bride of Christ and selling out. What is the Bride? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's sort of sad, Shannon. It's sort of sad, and yet there's nothing I can do with it. The Bride is the Bride that, that Jesus, you know, said he had gone back to his Father and was going to prepare a place for us. Yes. Now, he told the disciples that. The Bride is someone who's looking for Jesus to return. You know, a lot of people are not looking. What about the, the ten virgins? You know, there were ten of them Jesus spoke of. Now, all of them were washed and clean, looked like. And all of them had lamps. But five of them didn't keep enough oil in their lamps, Shannon. And I feel sorry for them. And the other five kept oil in their vessels. If you don't stay prayed up where you need to be with Jesus, and you're going to let all your oil leak out, that means you're not tearing, you're not praying, and you're not sold out to Jesus, then when the bridegroom starts calling in the me hours of the night, the groom is coming, the bridegroom's coming, then you won't have enough oil in your vessels to go meet him. And that's a, that's just a small example of how Jesus spoke in his parables about his bride. Now here recently, if I had all of my other work in front of me, we'll do it one night. But Jesus Absolutely. spoke to me just a small bit this morning in my prayer. It goes every time where I'll start off, holy I see, holy I see, holy, holy I see. And then Jesus will start talking to me. And this morning, it's like when I got that far, he said, I'm standing on the portals, I'm standing on the portals. And I'm waiting and I'm watching for my bride. It's every time, he says, I'm watching for my bride. And that, that's bothered me. I'm trying to get the word watching in there. So what it is, we've got just a little time left down here, the bride of Christ, us that are sold out and ready to meet him. Very few people, and I'm sure those that are out there, 
that are not where they need to be with Jesus, surely they can understand what I'm saying. Are you sold out? If you're sold out, you're out there winning a loss at any cost. You're out there uh, doing everything he wants you to do. You're preparing yourself to be his bride. You know, uh, to be a bride, you've got to cleanse yourself up, purify yourself. There's no woman nor man that's fixing to get married once they're, when they're fixing to marry not to be pure and clean and holy. That's right. Now, I'm not talking about sins you've committed. You clean yourself up at, the, at Calvary, and you yes. can become the bride of Christ through the blood of Christ. And when you do, then when he comes back, he's, he's going to come in the clouds of glory. Uh, uh, he's going to catch away some of the bride, Shannon, and some of those fruit gatherings in that 6th and 7th and 8th chapter of Revelations. Now, I don't say too much about it, but they're, they're fruit they're fruit gatherings. And somewhere yeah. in here, I don't know how much uh, I'll go into, maybe to persecution or how much, whatever I may go into, Jesus said he would protect us. And he'll stand by us. And when it gets too rough, one thing about it, you won't never die. We're going to get into that one night, Shannon. I want Amen. everyone out to know you won't ever die. Praise God, you're not going to die. So when you when you leave this life, you'll either go to heaven to be absent from the bodies, to be present with God, Paul said, or you're going to ease on over into hell. Yes. There's it, only two places you can go, and that's it. Amen. Je- Jesus spoke of the rich man lifting up his eyes, being tormented in the flames that's down there in hell today. Yes. It's not yesterday or tomorrow. It's already happening. Amen. And and, and if anyone knows anything, some may not know about the Bible as some of us do, but if they'll get them a Bible and read in St. Matthew, they'll get all of this of Jesus' preachings. And when the, the rich man lifted up his eyes, he saw Lazarus leaning on the bosom of Abraham. Yes. Well, at Calvary now, Jesus took and, and went down, after he went to Calvary, went down and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave from Satan and everything he thought he had. And he delivered the people out of the old paradise. And they're up around the altars and around in the midst of where Christ and the Father is up there in heaven today. That old, yes, that old place down in old paradise got shut up. Our preachers out there don't know it got shut up. A lot of them don't. Some do, some don't. But I feel sorry for them that don't read and study enough to know it got shut up, praise God. When my little boy went home to be with Jesus, that disturbed me. I spent 12 years in deep study Shannon, trying to find out, because that had been taught to us. Well, some of my visions and dreams didn't say that, but I didn't still understand. But praise God, after 12 years, I got it down now. I got Amen. scripture to verify it, praise the Lord. Our little boy went home to be with Jesus, and he's up there with the Father. Yes, he is. And he's up there. I've done so him three times since he's been up there. And so I know where he's at, praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk about to that go for a to... minute. Go ahead. Uh, you have you have spoke to the Lord your whole life. He has talked to you. He has right. given you visions. You right. were even caught up in the spirit into heaven. Now, how far up did you go? Did you get into the third heaven? Oh, absolutely, son. When I died in yeah. Warner Robins back, tell us your about that experience. Came, yeah, come downstairs. I was real weak and, and couldn't hardly go, and the other children were teenagers. And your mother came down. I didn't know it was your mother. She told me after she left and went took you all overseas and came back and we were talking about it. And yeah. the Lord just, I don't know, I'd wept and cried. And 
I got where I couldn't breathe anymore, and my heart gave way on me. And when it did, you're caught up. I mean, boy, when I did that study, after I'd had the visions and dreams and whatever had happened to me, it all come alive. The Lord said, what happened to you at that? I said, Lord, I don't know. And then when he gave me the scripture on it, I was caught up into paradise. You, what it is, you're caught up right before the throne room, and you're right down on your face in front of the Father. That's where you go. Amen. And so while I was up there, naturally you're going to keep your head down. A lot of people don't like our visions and dreams, Shannon, but I can't help what they don't like. Amen. I know what I've experienced, and then the be up to them Paul was caught up. Right, and, uh, he sure was. And uh, was this after Dwight had died? Uh, had he, had he passed see. away at that point in time? Let me see. No, this happened to me before Dwight went home to be with Jesus. Okay. This was just so before God the little was, fellow left. He was preparing you for something that was getting ready to happen major in your life. That's the loss right. of your son. Absolutely. And, uh, your spirit left a body. You find yourself right. in the throne room of God in the third heaven, right. laying prostate on the ground before the throne of God. Right. And what happened at that point in time? Okay, the Father starts talking to you. The Father will actually talk to you just like he did Moses, just like he did Adam in the Garden of Eden. And I can go all through the Old and New Testament how the Father will talk to you. Yes. A lot of people think it's only Jesus does it. Jesus can do what he wants to anytime. Amen. But when it gets into the throne room where the Father is, that's as far as they can go. There's no Amen. one else can talk to you uh, or for you except the Father at that time. And the Father started to encourage me because I thought, well, praise God, I've come home. I don't have to go back down there. That's the first thing that hit my mind. I don't have to go back down there because I was undergoing a lot of uh, persecution. I was undergoing a lot of things. And and I'd gotten tired and didn't just was proud I'd got home to be with Jesus and the Father. And when the Father got to encouraging me and lifting me up and all, he looked at me and he said, But honey, he said, But you've got to go back. He's always said, You've got to go back. You've got a ministry that you have not finished. So you've yeah. got to go back to planet Earth. Well, when he when he started bringing well, you have no control over yourself. The Heavenly Father has control over you. Amen. And I had a lady minister who can verify it. I had a brother who's going home now to be with Jesus that got to hollering to seven of them on the, around the edge of my head, says, pick her up, grab her, let's take her to the emergency room. And, I, and I, I, uh, the Lord let me speak, let my body, spirit come back into the body just enough for me to say through my mouth, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Well, I didn't understand that at the time. But it was the same way with the master and same way with Lazarus. You know, there's a place in there when someone's trying to fit back into their body, you don't touch them. Or do you go mess things up with the father may have to spank you. You've got Amen. to leave people alone when it gets that far gone. And so, and Sister Golden to my left said, Brother Weber, her hands are so cold. Well, I imagine they were cold, you know, after all of that. So after I cried that out, don't touch me, and then just, I don't know, maybe a few seconds, a minute, half minutes, whatever, seconds probably. Then the Father finally fit me back into the body. It's a strange feeling now. I didn't want to be fitted back in there. I didn't walk back in here. And then immediately I went into that deep, deep weeping and crying and, and couldn't hardly get any oxygen nor my heart. Nothing didn't hardly want to beat. Do you remember... Go ahead. Were you able to look around and see anything, any, any remembrances of when you were in the third 
Uh, no, at that time, now that that uh, event that took place, no, you're right down at the foot of the Father. Yes. Yeah, I'm right down at the foot of the Father. Now, when Dwight went home to be with Jesus, and I was caught up in the paradise, uh, Jesus and the Father brought me up there, uh, Jesus came, uh, Dwight came around, that was after Dwight had been home about six weeks to be with Jesus. Yes. Uh, of course, naturally, we're weeping and crying and just not handling nothing, and uh, there was the Father, Son, Holy Spirit sitting up there. And where Jesus was sitting at the right hand of the Father, they would look like a little angel came out from around behind Jesus and yes. came on around and came on around in front of Jesus. And Jesus put his left, ha- left hand out. And he, he bidded Jesus, uh, this little angel to come up into the crook of Jesus' arm. And when he did, he turned him around, and it was Dwight. Wow. It was Dwight, and I thought, oh, my, 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 my. So I really thought Jesus was going to keep me that time now. I thought, this has to be the time. He's not going to let me have to go back down there again. Yeah. Well, after I saw Dwight do that, Jesus looked at me, and here's what Jesus said. Can you take any better care of him than I? Well, Shannon, my, my, I just, I just, my, my, what could I say? Nobody could take any better you. care of my babies than than Jesus? Nobody. But I still wanted him, though, Shannon. Absolutely. I felt like every day I couldn't live without that child. He was he lacked six weeks being 13 years old, and he was an angel. We'd been entertaining an angel in our home because you didn't understand. You were only two years old when the little fellow went home to be with Jesus. So you can imagine, anyway, it, it was not easy. That, that's another story. Sometime maybe I'd like to tell about Dwight. But that Amen. Was second time that I'd been up there and when he does excuse me, he just turns you back around and, and, and takes your spirit and bring, brings you back to planet earth and that, that now grandmother that, um, go ahead. the Lord has spoken to you all throughout your life and uh, I know he is speaks to you on a regular basis he's even talked to you and given you messages for me and I've right. come to pass right. um, people say what's it sound like to hear God how does God speak to you when you hear him. Oh, you're asking me that? Absolutely. Do you hear an audible voice? Do you hear an impression in your mind? How did, how would you describe hearing the the Lord speak to you? Mainly, mainly, Shannon, the Holy Spirit lifts you up. People don't know a lot of times they're being lifted up, Shannon. Or either they have a, uh, they're not where they need to be to be lifted up, all right? Yes. Now, that that's a lot, that's a lot of the problem. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. It has to be. But you see, I walked and talked with Jesus. After I sold out to him at the age of, uh, uh, before 19 years old, right at it, about 19, early 19, I gave my all to Jesus. I didn't feel there was no other way but to give my all to him, son. And then that one day I was caught up the first time was when we were praying with Granddaddy that day. He was working for where I left and went to the mission field that the Holy Spirit took me up then, I thought, sure, that was, my, I believe, my first time of going up. And I thought, sure, I wouldn't have to come back then, down then. My babies were little. Renee was only six months old, and, uh, I don't, you, of course, you weren't born yourself. But anyway, uh, it's always that he just tells me I have to come back. But really, your visions and dreams and being caught up in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit does that. And you're caught up so he can talk to you. And he'll actually yes. talk to you. Amen. 
the Father, absolutely, when I'm caught up in the Spirit, He's got, let's put it this way, He has your undivided attention because you're in His hands and you can't get out of His hands. You try to be in trouble, sure not. <laughs> That's right. You're really going to get in some trouble now you start such as that. So when He catches you up, I mean, you're in, you're in His control. He controlled you completely. And, of course, every time I didn't want to come back, no way. So I was not fighting too much. He just he just talks right out. Well, you know how he talked to to Moses and how he talked to a lot, I mean, uh, uh, to Adam in the Garden of Eden. A lot of people said, what? The Father came down in the cool of every day and talked to Adam. If God can yes, talk to Adam, can he talk to us? Amen. Absolutely can. That's right. And that's and, good. Um, Go ahead. And here recently, he's been talking to you a lot about uh, end times. Right. You, know, you and I have had many discussions about where we may be on the timeline before the return of Jesus. Right. Uh, let me take you back to maybe in last year. Right. Um, in the last two years, God's been speaking to you. And what has he said here recently to you? Okay, here recently, just before, uh, before Christmas of 2010, yes. you and I told you, the Lord told me just to, Hang in there October, November, and December. Yes, ma'am. And that he would talk to me the first of the year. Okay. Well, you just tear and pray and, you know, and do whatever you're supposed to do every day and just hang in, and I did. And so for around the first of the year, I just sort of had dismissed some of it. And so I was praying here early one morning before daylight, and the Father started talking to him, and he said, you know, I told you I was going to talk to you. I said, yes, Father, you did say that. So then he started talking to me. And the Father wanted to let me know in the 50th, I believe it's 58th or 60th chapter of Isaiah, where he said that darkness was fixing to cover the earth and gross darkness to people. Yes. And I said, Lord, it was like, wait a minute, you know. He said, I'm telling you just like it is. He said, now watch it. Watch what I tell you. And Shannon, I'm telling you now, he, the darkness has covered the face of the whole earth now. And that's when, within a week's time, Haiti had that heavy destruction in Haiti. Oh, that's right. And from that time on, Shannon, we've had masses and masses of earthquakes, tornadoes, uh, mudslides, tsunamis. It hasn't stopped. It won't stop. And gross darkness is covering the people. Absolutely. You're talking, uh, that was toward the end of 2009, and um, no, I remember no, that uh, the earthquakes coming. Uh, 2010, sugar. It got so bad that yeah. um, one day, the Lord said, get all your bags and get out. And uh, I came back, uh, oh, of yeah. course, last year, yeah, that March was you, of uh, yeah, right. 2010. Uh, right. And you know, folks, I've learned that when the Lord speaks, you better obey him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we can be in some trouble. Yes, we will. We sure uh, will. And, and we'll go on to another show, um, and I've shared a little bit to the people. Right. Now, many years ago, the Lord woke you up in the wee hours of the morning with a message for me, and you called me up and said, God has said, have all your bags packed. You're getting ready to move. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't in a, a position to move, but I said, God, you're going to have to confirm it to me, and he did right. within 48 hours. Uh, Mount St. Helens erupted, and so did the Tolima volcano. Right. And uh, I watched it as it went down on CNN. You right. know, 
my point my point I'm making is uh and we're gonna do another show on that, the the visions you've had about the future and the pills okay. of fire. Okay, right, but, um, absolutely. We've got about eight minutes remaining. If you're just tuning in, yeah. uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. My special guest today is my grandmother, Reverend Wiedis Weber. And uh, we've been talking about a number of things today. Um, in the final, we're going to have to do a number of shows. There's no question about that, Grandma. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just getting getting into some meat here today. Absolutely um, right. It's so fascinating, and there's so much to talk about. Right. Uh, in the minutes from me, what would you have to, to say to the people out there listening, if you had to give them some parting words today? Well, uh, Shannon, I would like to say to every one of them, please get somewhere and uh, have special prayer with Jesus. Get somewhere in a closet of prayer and pray and love him. Just love him. You may not know how to pray, okay? Just get somewhere and say, I love you, Jesus, and just do it over and over and over, and just keep loving and praising Jesus. That's one of the easiest things a little child would do it. You do it and and start loving him, reading your Bible every day. Please read your Bible and say the Lord's Prayer in the sixth chapter of St. Matthew. Say the Lord's Prayer in there. Say that and pray, and Jesus will love you and take care of you and help you to find someone or someone uh, will help you to get a little further along than where you are in Christ Jesus because he loves you very much himself because Jesus died for us on the cross, and he died for the most beautiful reason there will ever be, and that's for us. So look up to Jesus and love him, I think, is the main thing, just loving him. That's the way I broke through all down through the many years. It's just loving Jesus. Get somewhere and just love him and love him and love him. Uh, a lot of people may not love to be loved. I guess I happen to be a person <laughs> that I love to be loved myself. Amen. And so it, has it been hard for me to love Jesus because I love to be loved. Amen. And if you don't, you ask Jesus to put the love of Christ in your heart by, re- by receiving Jesus, and therefore then you'll have more love to love him. And, and they're God's love. Of course. Love. Uh... Go ahead. Occupying till he comes and winning souls right. because he that wins souls is wise. That's exactly right. Amen. That's right. Your mother, in the, uh, the few minutes remaining, would you go ahead and, and um, close this program out today with some prayer for those listening in? Okay, all right. Master, we come humbly into your throne room again, Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're asking you, Lord, to put a shelter uh, put your shadow over the people all around the world, Jesus. Help those that want to be helped. And, Lord, that those that need prayer and have heard any of this today, let them call in, Master, and we'll have special prayer for them. We will put them specially in our request of prayer. And, Master, you touch them, bless them, and lift them up. Bless their families. Lift up, lift up their little children. Their teenagers, their moms and dads, and help them, Father, to look to you most of all. To look to you, because Jesus, you died for them at the cross. And Master, we love you and we praise you, and watch over them in Jesus' holy name. Just watch over them, Lord, and I'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, Grandmother, amen. I love and appreciate you, and I love appreciate you, you coming on uh, sh- short notice today, and it's I'm going to okay. have you back on all the right. show real soon, all right? All right. Love you, Han. Love you, Grandmother. Goodbye. Oh, bye-bye. Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in today. That was my grandmother, Weedis Weber. It was a pleasure and honor to have her on. 
uh, she didn't know we were going to do a show so impromptu. And I told her, you know what, be instant in season, out of season. And that's not a problem for a pioneer like my grandparents. Uh, they've been giving their whole life to the Lord over 55 years in the service of Jesus. So, uh, folks, I'm on the road. This is a live program. I've got to uh, sign out. I've got to pump some gas here. And um, I'm on my way to uh, Nashville. I'm going to be there, God willing, uh, in time to see uh, Bob Larson. He'll be doing a free deliverance conference tonight, 7 p.m., at the Nashville Marriott and um, airport location. And then I'm going to be driving on up to Hegewish for the men's deliverance conference. So any of you that are in the, the area, maybe I'll meet you up there. HBCDelivers.org is the website for Hegewish Church. Men's Deliverance Conference starts Thursday night, goes through Sunday. And, um, of course, WRWPublications.com, home of Win Worldly Material. Shouts out to all our friends, Dr. Pat Holliday, PatHolliday.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. Uh, our official website is OmegaManRadio.com. You can reach me on Facebook at Omega Man Radio. And um, if you appreciate these programs and like to see more, support us. We need your help to continue. All of our programs are free. Uh, we normally open up the lines and pray, and we're going to be doing more of that this week as we were last night. We were up five hours on the radio ministering. You know, we enjoy it, and uh, we praise God for being able to have a peace in the ministry. So if you'd like to support us, there's a donate button on OmegaManRadio.com. You can do so there through PayPal. Tell a friend about Omega Man Radio. We do a nightly program, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, then we have our occasional early bird show like today, and um, we broadcast Monday through Sunday. You can go on iTunes, download our programs, or go over to blogtalkradio.com slash Radio and download all of our programs for free. Tell a friend, and I'll uh, see you next time on Omega Man Radio. God bless you. Signing out.